Well, good morning out there and happy White Elephant Day, P1s. Today is December 8th, and this is the 2021 edition of the Tickets White Elephant. This ticker is service of Maestro Dobel Tequila and Reliant Air Conditioning. It is 5.30 in the morning for you six terrestrial listeners. And for those of you streaming, just look at your clock. It's whatever time it is you're listening to us at. The voice you're hearing right now is that of Blake Jones, spare midday producer here on the station. My cohorts for this 5.30 to 10 a.m. shift will be along shortly. But I want to get this day started with an instructional audio piece. There will be many different people here delivering tickers on these airwaves. And I want to provide some help, a how-to guide, if you will, for those that normally don't do tickers. So, Mino, let's pop in that CD over there I found, and let's get get some uh, do's and don'ts on how to do a ticker. Well, hello there. This is your online crash course for Intro to Tickers for Beginners 101. The prerequisite to the training video, How to Do Tickers for Dummies 102. Today, we will learn all of the basics for how to do a ticket ticker. So get out your notepads and number two pencils, newbies, and strap in as we hear some real-life footage of some tickers past to teach you what to do and what not to do to get you prepared to do your very own ticket ticker. Okay, the first topic I want to cover is your script and how you mustn't ever deviate from said script. Never leave the script, never. But if you do, pretend you didn't make a mistake and move on. Have gone on to win. Uh, are looking at the uh, the win order. They Miami is uh, one. I'm sorry, they're they're gonna win. That's the likelihood. Anyways, uh, your next ticket ticker is at seven thirty. Sometimes in your script, you'll have to read info from sports you know nothing about. When you get to that point, simply read that sentence in the cadence of reading a hostage note. Lance Armstrong will only have two guys who will be in their first year of racing with the U.S. Postal Team when he takes the takes to the streets of France for trying to win his sixth Tour de France title. Six guys who rode with him and helped him win. I hope you never have to encounter this in your career, but if you do have to read an autopsy or report on how someone died, treat the family with respect. Despite the fact that traces of cocaine were found in his pee-pee, the death of Julius Irving's son, Corey, has been ruled accidental. Last month, the ni- <laughs> last month the 19-year-old was found submerged in his car in a pond near the family's home. <laughs> if for some reason you're in the year 2007, you're going to want to have a killer ticker tease ready to go to make people want to stick around for another 30 seconds to hear your two-day-old sports update. Here's a couple of examples. I'm Michael Krennic. Why the Chargers um, can't make it tough for the boys. The Lakers make the call. All that and next on the Ticket Ticker. If you've done a couple of these tickers and you're feeling confident, maybe you've completed our course Sick Tick, the art of the perfect ticker, you can inject a heroin needle directly into your arm during a ticker tease. I'm Layla, a missing Baylor player in her interest in federal interest. That sounds like a ticket ticker. Now that we've handled script situations and teases, let's discuss being ready for that ticker and opening jingle. Before every ticker, you're going to want to make sure nothing else is playing from your computer. Otherwise, you might end up with a situation like this. Ticket ticker. You also want to make sure your voice is prepped and ready to go. 
Keep some lozenges or warm tea by your side to keep situations like this from happening. Deborah, Deborah Norville's exclusive interview with a woman bike rider attacked by a mountain lion continues. How she got away. Only on Inside Edition. But if you do happen to get choked up or lose your voice, simply get really angry and demand a break. Ticker is a service of new brakes, God Almighty. <laughs> right before I turn my mic on. New Go to break. <laughs> Don't confuse God Almighty. The news. Getting a rasp in your throat is completely normal. So is coughing. We as human beings can't avoid it. And the worst thing is you can never feel a cough coming. That's why we recommend coughing and sneezing directly into the microphone for all the world to hear. Today in Hamilton is expected to be up soon. <coughs> the Pelicans tip-off tomorrow is at 7.30. <coughs> From the league on the stadium lease. <coughs> is still playing out with Rams owner <coughs> Stan Kroenke making plans to build a stadium in Inglewood. Last season. The next topic to be discussed here in Intro to Tickers for Beginners 101, the prerequisite to the training video How to Do Tickers for Dummies 102, is what to do when the inevitable happens. You stumble. Now we all stumble. Even our prize graduate Jason Kellison will mess up from time to time. But when he does, he is one of the best at recovering. Here are some examples of what to do if you happen to mess up. First, you can try giving up. Friday evening when they take on the Memphis Grizzlies. By the way, the owner, the uh, the general manager of the Dallas Mavericks. Are we still on the air? Who's uh, saying anything? All right, it's 618. Wow. It's okay if you mess up. Just turn it into a really funny noise. All over the road, like this ticker, watch for that in the game. An MMA, an MMA website is... Ramon Sessions, while also showing interest in the recently amnestied... Uh-uh, recently amnestied Elton what Brand and Marcus Camby. If you do happen to make a mistake, end your sentence curtly so everyone knows you took it personally. The Mavericks play... The uh, Mavericks play tomorrow. But then again, maybe the best way to cover up a mistake is to ask to start over again and hope everyone forgets your on-air blunder. The AL West Cowboys just three practice. Uh, the uh, rather they are rather. Let me try and start again on the right line. They're Breaking just two weeks away. Now. No, not the beginning of the ticker. The Cowboys are just two weeks away from the first preseason game, August 13th at Oakland. Mavericks, uh, well, they're, uh, let me try that again, sorry. Mavericks schedule gets to its toughest point now. <laughs> Boy, that was a train wreck. Now here's one lesson every good ticker person knows. If you happen to stumble, you need to make sure you speak as fast as you possibly can to try to fast forward through the rest of the sentence as to trick the audience into thinking you didn't just poop your pants verbally. The first three first half scores, starting off to first, starting off to three first half scores in a 31-21 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers Thursday night at the Link, and to beat the Sea Bass. Our next ticket ticker is at ten ten with Sean uh, breaking. Uh, what? I'm Rich, Rich? Phillips. Hey, hey, hi. Reminding the P1s to be one. Tune us in, turn it up, keep it on Sports Radio thirteen ten. The ticket. Now for the tricky stuff. 
You're typically going to get all fastballs here at the ticket, tickers at 10 and 50 past every hour, but if your ticker is for some reason skipped, you must speak up for yourself. Demand that ticker. The ticket. The ticket! Ah! Radio! Radio! Alert! Alert! This is what golf is doing. You're on the air. I have a question for you guys. Can you pause for a ticker? Oh. Way to go, Mino. (laughs) (laughs) And then sometimes the board op will grow so bored of your tickers that he leaves during your ticker. So you must throw it to the musical genius next to you to come up with lyrics to the bed music. I'm Ty Walker on Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. We have no board up. So the ticker continues. It's the ticker song. Sports updates on two times an hour. It's the ticket, ticket song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ty Walker sucks, but he's still here anyway. It's the ticket, ticker song. I don't like the rest of it. I don't like these lyrics. I was jamming. (laughs) And that does it for Intro to Tickers for Beginners 101. Don't forget to sign up for the next class, How to Do Tickers for Dummies 102. Until then, good luck out there. The great Gordo is in his morning drive element. Everyone else is playing way out of position. During the tickets, White Elephant Day. Brought to you by Hari Mari, Stoli Vodka, and Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. Well, welcome, White Elephant human beings. To Sports Radio 96.7, 1310, The Ticket. Where it's 5.40, and we are beginning another historic White Elephant Day. We've got an all-star crew assembled this morning, drafted and procured by me. My name is Corby Davidson, where I thought long and hard about who to bring on my squad. My squad consists of, in the control room right now, David Mino, my old friend. Hi, David. Good morning, Corby. Blake Jones, who you just heard do a wonderful, exemplary 530 ticker. Congratulations, Blake. Do you like it? Thank you, Corby. And Blake brought food. Yeah. McDonald's. Don't speak. You're not allowed to speak. Nobody knows that you're here. Ty Walker is in the ticket ticker room. Hi, Corby. You don't need to be. Oh, dear. Uh, Well, you know. I know you feel comfortable in your little hole. I had some stuff I needed to put in okay. for later. All right. Well, you're more than welcome so to come in I'll move in, in there later. He's institutionalized. Yes. He really yes. is. More comfortable. Oh, yeah. Stop it. Just uh, where I go. I, I just want a trump card for everything. I have no rules now apply to me. <laughs> There's no broadcasting rules. Sitting to my left <laughs> from noon to three. I have executive privilege on everything. In the hang zone, Jake Kemp. <laughs> Thank you. Whoa! <laughs> I was pretty excited to be the first overall pick, and then I started to suspect this was a, uh, a situation like when Roger Goodell made the Cowboys take Michael Sam. <laughs> no, no. You are our Michael Sam. <laughs> and then directly across from me. Uh, where's Gordon? From the morning show. Doctor. Ladies and gentlemen. Aeneas. None other than. Gordon. Yes. Keith. Thank you. Thank you, America. 
This is the day we've all been waiting for. This is the day. Look in front of you. That I forgot was happening today. Look in front of your face. What? Blake brought these for everyone. I saw this. Yes. Who does that? What are you trying to tell me, Blake? You brought me two. Jeez, man. Make sure you're satiated. Am I that Jack Black-like now? I I brought everybody two. Are you not a two-sandwich guy for breakfast? No. Really? Yeah. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. That means Jake's going to look like me here in about five years. (laughs) Two two feels like a yellow light. (laughs) Oh, no. Really? You probably don't do sides or anything. I don't, but I do get egg on there. I'm not a fan of the... No hash browns? That's something. Here's how I do This it. particular restaurant has really good hash browns. They do. So here's how I make myself feel better. Is it really a restaurant? Go I on, order two sandwiches, but only one hash brown. So it's like, all right, you know, it's not two uh-huh. full combo meals. <laughs> well. Blake also brought the Jerry salt shaker. In case you oh, really? really? The one you just take the top off of and start dumping it on there? I've seen you do that. I've never done that. I've seen you do that. You've put it on pizza. I've seen it. Salt. Seen it. Is, you're full of such lies. I'm, I'm not. I'm not lying. Nothing. Okay. He's he's obviously not woken up. Yet. <laughs> Where he's rubbing his eyes over there. Like a four year old. I'm not lying. Nothing. <laughs> Idiot. You know. Uh, so every year it feels like that. I swear, nine out of ten years I've done this shift for White Elephant, which I'm fine Craig, with. Greg and George swear that they get the same shift every year too. I don't get it. You're never on here though. I don't think I've worked with you in yeah, I, I so I've long. Moved, I've moved around a bit. But I don't think you've done mornings in a long time yeah. for White Elephant. Which, I I'm, I wish that that's part of the deal. And I don't know why you were thrown in the in the queue of being able to work your own shift. That's how little they think of you. Yeah. I just want to let you know that. That's how preordained the draft seems to be. There. Hey. I, I don't. What? First pick over here. <laughs> let him be. I know. I don't want to ruin his dreams. <laughs> let him be. But um, I don't, I, I seriously, because I'm sure you don't do this anymore, but every single year I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I try to go to sleep. I can't. Mm-hmm. It's impossible because I'm too jacked up about thinking about waking up at 430. And so then when I finally do go asleep, go to sleep at like 1230, <laughs> go asleep. What did I say? <laughs> go asleep. Go asleep. I wake up every hour on the hour. And I shoot out of bed like, uh, oh God, I'm yeah, late. like the exorcist girl, like, boom. <laughs> you start with a crucifix then. <laughs> right. And Whoa. you just kind of, that'd be a weird way to wake up every hour on the hour. You look at the clock and then you're like, <gasps> and then you go back. And then one hour later, it's the same thing. Up until Jake, I have woke you seen up, the exorcist? I have. Yeah. And it messed me up because in an odd turn of events for an atheist, everything God related scares me. <laughs> That shows you there. Yeah. Deepest fear is that any well, horror movie wrong. that has a spiritual implication. Uh huh. Why does I agree? Some, some don't I just right with how much this bothers me. I just watched some scenes from The Exorcist like like three weeks ago online, and it's uh, the scenes were still pretty creepy. Like they got every psychological element of creepiness in there. Just the way she's at various times they're cutting to her. Sometimes she's just doing lizard tongue for no reason. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, other times, you know, when she just starts laughing, uh, uh, eyes rolled back, <laughs> and when something else is going on, and then Sex, there was this, uh, yeah. uh, there was this time where they look over at her, and they just she looks over at the priest, and she just starts kind of uh, 
gently vomiting. <laughs> it was just so weird. Like, just kind of just oozing out of her mouth and just staring at him. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Grex stuff is real, yeah. real creepy. What the must... thing she does with the crucifix and then when she <laughs> grabs her mom's shoulders and like, <laughs> like, big muffin me. Whatever. What must have human beings thought when that came out? Dude, they said that there were people that were like crawling out of the theater <laughs> trying to get out of there because it freaked them out so bad. Because that that was a thing that, that would have been awesome. I think that one really upped the game, right? There was nothing before it that was quite that intense. No, I think because uh, that was seventy three, four, something like that. And and I think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which didn't have mass appeal like The Exorcist, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think was at the time like a drive-in theater movie. Yeah, it was kind of a cult, yeah. classic. But The Exorcist was wide release, and it had a huge cast, mm-hmm. and it was behind a, a massive studio, and it's a threat. In a way that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't. Like, mm-hmm. your pastor didn't have to address the Chainsaw Massacre. Right. I like, imagine that there was a full quarter of a year of sermons dedicated to The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. I got a, you know what's fascinating to me? I don't think I've ever seen a trailer for The Exorcist. Like, how do they try to present this? They tried to market it as a romantic comedy. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> uh, let's see. 1973. The Exorcist trailer. Right. Oh, this should go oh, well. No, <laughs> Corby. Mm. It's a trailer. Okay. Uh, it's a Red Band trailer. Make it big. They were running this like after uh, <laughs> after All in the Family and stuff. From Warner Brothers <laughs> Communication. Here we go. From Warner Brothers. Bugs Bunny intros it. Car pulls up to a... Something beyond comprehension is happening to a little girl on this street, in this house. A man has been sent for, as a last resort, to try and save her. It's all disturbing photos of the girl. Yeah, I'm out. I can't look at that anymore. Like, you can't even look at it? Dude, no. it's all black and I white, like jump cuts to her face. Oh, it's so creepy. Out. <laughs> Golly, that's pretty good. Yep, out. And I think the demon at one point is commanding them to do stuff to the girl, like Grexual. Yeah. Do it, Garris. Do it. You want her. <laughs> So, like, when you were seeing whatever yeah. movie of the day, the the French Connection, uh-huh. this was the trailer. Yeah, the trailer's... It's weird, man. We we just... We put up with a lot more... I don't know. Hang time in trailers then, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, the quick that's cut. all... This is literally two minutes of disturbing photos of her. The Exorcist by William Freak. And she did the spider walk down the stairs, too. Uh, that was they, really creepy. <laughs> how did they do all that? I don't know. They had to teach her. No, they she didn't had to learn to how to do it. Teach her. Uh, here, here's one more. There's one more theatrical trailer. trailer. Let's see if it oh, holds up. What, what a way to start our day. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Demonic possession. Yeah, this is a, this is a Christmas-themed show. Oh. Well, I didn't... Somewhere between science and superstition... There is another world. James Earl Jones, isn't it? The world of darkness. 
Come on, Jake. Walk, look at it. Oh, that sound. Nobody expected it. All right. Yeah. Nobody believed it. And nothing could stop it. There are no experts. You probably know as much about possession as most priests. Look, your daughter doesn't say she's a demon. She says she's the devil himself. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. Now, I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that. Gordon, your time around the church growing up in the South, did you ever, were you ever around people who believed in the exorcisms? Uh... I don't remember it being talked about that much. No, it I do. More like of a urban Catholic legend. Deal. No, I think it was when we were kids, or at least I remember. Oh it yeah, that because way. we we grew up during the Satanic Panic days when there were always devil worshippers in the woods, and that yes. came back though. Whenever like in the early nineties, yeah, like West Memphis Three and stuff mm-hmm. like that. My neighbor that I've told you before that played with OJ, yeah, he did exorcisms. What do you mean he did them? He like, was a, he was a freelance exorcist. He was a pastor, and he. This is part of his. But I mean, like people like this, or just people that like were smoking weed. They're like, my child was possessed by the devil. It would be people. I'll go handle it. I'm an exorcist. (laughs) Hey, dude, man, you got to quit the weed. (laughs) It's lighter than the dramatization. uh, We did it. But people like he had tapes of it from his office, and people would shake and they would turn their head all crazy directions. And that is weird because there are people speaking in tongues. I'm serious. People do present. Like that, like symptoms. I'm so not like saying it's the someone, devil that's causing they're it. They're not doing they, the whole crucifix. In the, yeah, yeah. That, that was. There's someone <laughs> was a movie in Belgium that didn't need to happen in the city of Dallas right now. Yeah, that who's is talking in smoker you, voice and you, yeah, claiming they're the devil, rolling their eyes around and stuff. <laughs> Can you imagine opening your kid's room and that's going on? And correspondingly, there's someone that thinks they can fix them. Uh huh. And the family reaches out. This is a real thing, I'm telling you. I think yeah. that the one... I would be okay with crazy... <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at him when he does it. <laughs> the uh, the Tasmanian devil from Looney Tunes. Yeah, that's what, it sounds sounds like. Like. what the devil sounds like. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I would not be okay with gently throwing up. <laughs> That <laughs> was one of the things that creeped me out the most just, when I was watching. It was like this real subtle moment. He just kind of, she just kind of looks over at him while he's trying to talk and do all his Bible stuff. Yeah, she just looks over and goes, oh. <laughs> "Green coming out of her mouth like a green snake." Green. <laughs> all right. Well, Merry Christmas, indeed, everyone. Have you finished introducing everyone? Do we get? Yeah, get everyone's there? in. Everyone's okay. here. Everyone is present and accounted for. All right. Ty let's, Walker's uh, our possessed demon today. <laughs> he <is. laughs> He'll be talking like Terry Bradshaw slash the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I do that, but I, the Panthers. <laughs> All right. It's 553. We'll come back. This ticker is brought to you by Cheese and Crackers. I can't find it. Who's leveraging this, tie? Groobs at his Bob Steak and Chop House and Maestro Dobell Tequila. Thank. The Dallas Mavericks basketball squadron played the Brooklyn Nets of Brooklyn at the American Airlines Center, known as the AAC, last night. 
The teams embarked upon a spirited contest in which the victor had more hoop makes than the losing team, which didn't. Jason Kidd was asked by the assembled media how he felt about the game. Jason Kidd is my name, and basketball is my game. I can pass the ball, dribble, and shoot the J. You know what? This isn't a day to talk about sports. Let's talk about farts. The best, most used fart drop of all time is colloquially known as Fart 14 in the ticket's audio files. Up next is the commander farting while recording a spot in a production studio. Yeah, the kids like that. And who can forget the big fart? Certainly not me. And now here's a montage of other fun farts. And now for live reaction, let's go to Doyle King. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry, that's funny. <laughs> oh, oh. Ty, who is this ticker a service of? Groups, it's Roland Technology Group, a proud sponsor of this year's Normathon. If your company is looking for 24-7 flat rate, all-inclusive DFW-based technology support and cybersecurity, Call Roland Tech at 972-642-9025 or visit RolandTech.com today to schedule a consultation. Now back to more fun. Thanks. <laughs> that is the Ticket Ticker. I'm Grooves on Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310 The Ticket. Oh, and I almost forgot. Moment of silence for Medina Spirit right now. Uh, Paul in... Uh, what? Later, Fart Knockers. This is Sports Radio 96-7-13-10, The Ticket. (laughs) Broadcasting live from the TXU Energy Mothership. KTCK-AM Dallas-Fort Worth. KTCK-FM Flower Mound. A cumulus media station. It's Wake and Jake, plus Blake and Corby, Gordo and Ty, too. White Elephant Day Mornings. Brought to you by Hari Mari, Stoli Vodka, and Sports Radio 96-7-13-10, The Ticket. Hey, it's not that far off of that... uh... What is it? Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Christmas with a Sense of Urgency. What's that song that I hate? I know what, yeah. Have you ever seen them live? Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Uh, maybe it's just fake versions of them that tour, and it's a, a touring company. I don't know. They're they were with like a Joe Satriani Ibanez. <laughs> they were here not that long ago. And that's when I realized my brother had gone full abbreviation guy. He was in town for the holidays. I'm like, hey, what do you got mm-hmm. tonight? He's like, bro, TSO. <laughs> he like, really went? Oh, yeah. He was fired up about it. Hey, hey and TSO. Every time like, I rag what? on that song, there are like several P1s who say, hey, man, you got to go see a show. They really are incredible. And like, you know, th- say that they're great. So maybe they are incredible. By the way, but oh, crank this up. It's... <laughs> Did you just blend those two together? They absolutely fit together. It's tone look. <laughs> oh my god. See? Told ya. That's the the exorcist of the bells. <laughs> play the uh play the original one, the, the Exorcist song by itself. Because 
This is well. This is like a MIDI version of it. This is somebody on keyboard. And just in case you want to do it at your local bar for karaoke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a girl. This is someone providing background music while someone's seating a family of four. She had. Uh, so Go on. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear more about this incredible improv. In <laughs> it sounds so much like. The Halloween theme, though, which was done five years later, like John Carpenter, who wrote that, had to completely rip this that off from mm-hmm. this. Oh, they do sound similar. Be peace to all okay, I'm sure. On vocals. <laughs> <laughs> let there be peace to all kinds of people. Second you know, to only. Yeah. Second to only Javier. <laughs> people stop killing your own kind of race. That is Jake's favorite piece of audio. I love Alamo art. And Jake's actually turned me on to Javier being a, a genius bit, too. Did I ever tell you about the time I played Javier from New Orleans for my uh, my in-laws from New Orleans? Actually, it was not my idea. It was my wife's because she has uh, not the same maybe feel for the room. <laughs> and they were about two minutes in. And they were like, well, it's funny. Oh, I hate it when you have family members that don't have a sense of the room they they what's funny this is it? what they i'm like oh, there's people who don't understand off, that something that may be funny in one context <laughs> and in one group of people doesn't translate <laughs> did you realize that after about 15 seconds that it wasn't going well uh, he knew before and i knew before yeah. yeah i knew before and she's like he, it's, he's from no, come on. It's you, are, you guys in new york there's a connection there it's gonna Good. be funny oh sounds funny i don't see what's funny <laughs> who, who did okay. he say was his favorite beetle michael mcdonald <laughs> That's what he said was the greatest singer, right? Oh, Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, Springsteen was his favorite Beatle. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. What did the guy look like? He was like this uh, short little Cajun guy. Yeah. It, it was. It, I remember him being just really short, and he had kind of a pencil-thin mustache. <laughs> and and he, he worked at the Super Bowl, or was that insane? Yeah. Like okay. a catering company. Probably. Yeah, he, was, like uh, a, he, was, he had like a dessert cart that he was... Yeah. Supposed to be pushing around, but what? Who's <laughs> <laughs> like? Right. Uh, I feel like you walk around the house. The hottest oh. woman of all time to you, uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Who that. answers that these days? If I could get her. That'd be real good. That would be real good. <laughs> <laughs> well, after the face, uh, that next part, gotta be the booty. The booty. Gotta be the booty. Dude, yeah, so- at first he disavowed that he was. <laughs> At all, you know, subject like the rest of us to just biology and being attracted to women's bodies. So he thought thought there was so much more than that. Blake, that was a good ticker, by yeah. the way. Well done. That was awesome. You did great. Both ticker of them work. were phenomenal. Yeah, that you really did. You did really good work. Um, but you and Groobs obviously was here for a decade or whatever and set the bar for for all of the uh, the board ops around here. But the Doyle King mention. Of all the people, did you ever have much interaction with Doyle King when sure. he was here? Mm-hmm. Because we've had some absolute gems roll through here. I think the latest one, the latest guy that you just can't get a feel of, and you never will, is Tony, our engineer. <laughs> yeah, like that's Tony fair. is awesome, but he's just the layers of Tony are the engineer. It's you can't peel enough of them back. Doyle was the same way. Doyle was Doyle King did traffic, and you talk about a ball of energy that I'm not sure was assisted in any way by any outside sources. What does that mean? I don't know. But that guy was so 
over-the-top wild ass. And that laugh, I've not heard that laugh in <laughs> forever from Doyle. Do you guys know, were we playing the Barb Smith bit to him that we did, the the Jesus loves their chicken? Yeah, I think you were playing the fake the fake uh, commercials, commercial that Barb reads. fell for? Yeah. Okay. That's the way I remember it. Okay. Because that laugh, dude, that is... <laughs> That is an all-timer. Man, in between his reports, I think I was doing the top ten at the time, and he would come into the production room and just regale me of tales of what radio was like in the 70s and 80s. He had some crazy stories. He had some insane stories. Pretty full throttle (laughs) for a while. He ran in one day and was telling this story about when he was in high school, and he was like, yeah, I was was sitting on this roof of Jack in the Box eating acid with Howard Hughes. (laughs) Okay, I think the last part you added. No, no, and we were like, What? Yeah, I'm a high school friend named Howard Hughes. How about that? <laughs> he and uh, he and Mr. Dew used to do pro wrestling at the old Sportatorium oh when yeah. they worked at Q102. And he was like, "Yeah, we used to get up on the roof and we smoke some weed, and then we talked to Kevin Von Erich, and yeah, it was great." Yeah, <laughs> out of the boiler room. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so early. I know it. I know. Oh, shut up. Well, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. If we can get a good hour here of radio, yeah, then we can just replay it three times. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just work on banking a good hour here. I do feel though that in the mornings, I feel much more insane. Like I'm much more prone to mm-hmm. laugh at everything. Is that the case? Yeah, because you, you're just your brain is yeah, not functioning you're all, properly. You're all tired and worn out. Do you drink coffee every morning? I do. On the Corby. like before the show, during the show? No, during the show. Okay, so you go make it in there. Then do you make the? Do you use the? I Keurig? don't make it. I I've been buying this stuff and I'm not happy about it. Cold I brew. I won't mention the brand, but yeah, it's cold brewed coffee. So it's actually cold coffee. Yeah, but I've been drinking it. This stuff is like seven bucks a bottle. It's I like, haven't tried it, it but I, I do. I could get the equivalent jug of covid vaccine and it'd be cheaper than this i do think that they've made advancements on uh the the technology to make it at home oh yeah you i haven't make, tried it but i have you can friends make good who, cold brew at home yeah. i've done it before so that's good save you a little bit yeah but that's it's the well, old i'm exchanging make, time and money here there you go so. by the way this uh P1 says when the exorcist opened in dallas it played for months at a theater located at mockingbird and skillman my grandma lived across the street, and at least once a week, an ambulance was out front taking someone who had been watching the movie. They were so freaked out. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. It was a game-changing movie. Like Zookeeper. And uh, well, pretty much you know that wasn't Zookeeper. A, a game-changer. <laughs> oh, no. Zookeeper. George has some huge misses. Yeah, but he hit <laughs> on Hot Rod. That wasn't one of them. He hit on Hot Rod. He, he didn't hit on Hot Rod. I mean, Hot Rod was good. It, it was, was not a cult movie like it is right he's though was ahead of the curve because it is a cult classic like my kids love it yeah hot rod is a funny movie yeah but we but, didn't even know it existed but he was saying that that it was better it was smarter than uh than idiocracy at the time that was the big battle because i was saying hey this this movie idiocracy man I, I really think you guys need to watch it it's uh makes some really interesting points and all this kind of stuff you were way ahead of the curve there too and he dismissed it, and he was like, no, man, it's it's Hot Rod and Zookeeper. <laughs> and then I think, Zookeeper was out, yeah. And I think Bob and Dan at the time, what they put up against Idiocracy, 
and Hot Rod was the Emmett Smith roast or the Shack roast. <laughs> I think it was. Oh, yeah. The Shack roast. Yeah, we all had to sit down and watch that. Yeah. There were too many demands made at those old campgrounds <laughs> where we have to sit there and watch. a lot of scheduled programming. Right. For we us would all that, sit there for mm-hmm. two hours. Who was on the air? With I don't a welcoming know. audience, I'm sure. Norm? Mm. We put Norm on the air. Yeah, we, we all put Norm in a media the room. <laughs> yes. And we'd watch. What the other people had selected for us, and of course, everyone just sat with arms crossed when it wasn't theirs. <laughs> uh, Stupid. Uh, Dumb. All right. We have a holiday Christmas extravaganza coming up, hosted by our own Tyronius Walker. Stay tuned. The ticket ticker. Ticker's a service of Wellborn Garage Doors and the Diamond Factory. Here it is. The Mavs lost. They suck. The Stars play in Vegas tonight. Ticket coverage starts at 8.30. Here's Grego and Rhines with open arms. service of Mullen and Mullen. Happy White Elephant Day from your fellow P1s at Mullen and Mullen Personal Injury Law Firm. Call 214-INJURED or online at mullenandmullen.com. I'm Ty Walker on Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310 The Ticket. Some people bring fruitcakes, others re-gift their unwanted presents. During White Elephant, we're delivering bits to you all day long. Brought to you by Hari Mari, Stoli Vodka, and Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310 The Ticket. All right, this is your early morning white elephant surprise, if you will. Corby, Jake, Gordon, Ty, Blake, Mino, all here. The super team has been assembled as we have made it an hour. Ty Walker is going to host this hey. next segment. What's up, guys? Happy white elephant. Happy white elephant to you, Ty. We're going to do the O-Deck next, Gordon, so you have to get ready for that. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I presented this to Corby uh segment maybe to talk about some weird wild wacky christmas songs from the past bad maybe stuff like that all right so here they are first off i want to play my personal favorite song my personal christmas song that came out about 15 years ago from the great eric idol from monty python it came out 15 years ago yeah okay 2006 is when he released this song Uh, it's about a minute and a half so let me see what you think spin or spare
is a waste of f***ing time Santa He's just out to get your dime f Holly and f Ivy And f all that mistletoe White bearded big fat bastards Ringing bells wherever you go And bloated men in shopping malls All going ho 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 it's f***ing Christmas time again. Christmas. It's a f***ing Disney show. Reindeer. <laughs> and all that f***ing snow. Carols and Rudolph and his stupid f***ing nose. F***ing sleigh bells tinkling. Everywhere your f***ing goes <laughs> Stockings and shopping It just drives us all insane Go tell the elves to f*** themselves It's <laughs> okay. Christmas time again Yes Why didn't that pop up in my Pandora Christmas Man, music list? That gets me in the Christmas spirit I don't know about you guys That's, That's awesome. the Exorcist Love it, yes, that and the Exorcist Okay, Eric Idle Obviously whenever I do it oh, Christ compels you <laughs> Stop it, you're creeping us out I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but I'm a fan of Star Wars, and oh. back in 1980, believe it or not... Oh boy, the Star Wars Christmas Well, special. that, and George Lucas also did another cash grab. He did a Christmas album <laughs> called what? Christmas in the Stars. For real? Yes, and believe me, I had it. And Do you remember this, Gordon? Christmas with the Stars? In the Stars. In the Stars. Uh, I don't think so. Yes, it had uh, it had lots of great songs. R two D two doing the ten days of Christmas or something. Well, here you go. This is the song R two D two and C three PO. Here it is. R two D two. We wish you a merry Christmas. Oh my God. R two, where are you? Oh, there you are. Well, if you come over here, you'll find a wonderful surprise. You'll have to plug into the central computer to hear what it is. That's right. No, it's not a phase vector. It's your Christmas present. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, this is so cringy. I can't take it. Not proud to be a Star Wars fan listening to this. How did George Lucas approve of this? Who knows? Okay. Do you know who this is singing? singing? Do you know who this is singing? Oh, it's a I do. very famous person. Oh, that's uh, the, the, the um, Cassidy family. Yeah. No. It's not David Cassidy? No. That sounds like, I think I love you. Yeah. Mark Hamill? A teenage John Bon Jovi. What? what? Yes. Wow. There you go. R2-D2, we wish we you know that? a Merry Christmas. I've never heard of that. So wait, I think are, Ty's making this up. No. Are they wishing R2 the Merry Christmas? I think, or, I think or they so. want all of us to have an R2-D2 Christmas. Right. I always thought it was they were wishing R2-D2 a Merry Christmas, I think. It's, I don't know. It's, it's like a computer cares. Is R2 Christian? I don't know. I don't think computers can have beliefs. Can oh, they? Oh, I don't know. You don't think, you I think they can? I listen to your segments. 
We're getting there. I've got a list of other ones, but i got to play this one because we're running short on time because I know Gordo's going to love this, and this is something he's probably already played on the air, but I've never heard it. If he, if he hasn't, he Have will. Have an Exorcist Christmas. Have an Exorcist Christmas. That's later. <laughs> this is from Tiny Tim. You guys remember Tiny Tim, Tiptoe Through the Tulips and all that garbage yeah. oh, back yeah. in the 70s and 80s? Well, Not the Dickens Tiny Tim, no. but the... Uh, Yes, really wheels off. The different Dickens. British singer guy, <laughs> long hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a song he released in 1980. I'm not even going to tell you the title of it. Let's just let it roll and let me see what you think. Oh, this is Santa Claus saying I won't be around this year. I'm a bit sick. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year <laughs> And he won't be round to spread his Christmas cheer The reindeer all look blue They know what he's going through Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year oh, my He won't be yelling out ho, 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 ho but he'll be screaming out, no, 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 no. Jeez. Oh. He's lying sick in bed. Call the doctor there instead. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. Each season he is full of pep and vim. But now the AIDS have got the best of him. The nurses all look sad Cause Santa's got it bad Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year Oh, this is Santa Claus saying I won't be here this year I'm (laughs) sick in bed with the AIDS Oh, but I'll be back next year Next year Don't cry for me A doctor will cure me There'll be no jingle bells upon his sleigh from everyone, so he's got to stay away. Twelve months to wait, and then he'll soon be round again. But Santa Claus okay, has so there you go. Where? How is he? Because I thought Tiny Tim was like this sweet guy. What is he doing here? I looked for interviews, and he was asked about this years later, and he said, "Okay, at the time." AIDS had just become a thing. It just dropped. And it just dropped, and it wasn't what it became and has become in our world. And so he felt like. In everybody's world, right? In everybody's world. And he felt like it was something that he could joke about at that time. And he wanted to re release it in 1985 when he thought it would still be funny. And his agent said, if you release it, I will quit. And because he had. I don't know if he had AIDS, but he had family members that had AIDS. Jeez. So there you go. What what year did he write it? This was released in 1980. That was before AIDS. AIDS wasn't even... Yeah, there's no way. Uh, That was like at the beginning. I don't think there was AIDS in 80. I thought it was like 83 or 2 when we first started hearing about it. I thought it was like 84 before we even... But I love the the swerve that he pulled where the first time he released it, he's like, I just didn't know. Yeah, I I had no no idea. idea. Oh, it's 1985 now? Let's re-release it. (laughs) This is the hype. We need to take advantage. (laughs) Let's roll with this. It's affecting a lot of families. People will relate. Had you ever heard that, Gordo? I can't believe a P1 has not sent you that. I don't ever remember hearing that. I've never heard, heard any of so those. so bad. The AIDS. All right, good stuff, Ty. Go. Let's come back and do the observation deck with Gordon next. 
This right. is well, the okay. ticket. I guess I don't tease. <laughs> this or, or, is the but... ticket. And we know that nobody actually... Yep. 640 here yep, on yep. the White Elephant Morning Show. Gordon, Corby, Jake, Mino, Blake, Ty. All here for you. We get a new crew coming in here in a couple hours. But uh, we're your morning entertainment. So let's do something that is relatively standard at this time, and that or around this yeah, time, and that not, is the not really well, this time, we, look. It's tough. I think this was the old time that we used to do the ode or is it, which one is this one? Ode. This is the old time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 This is. I'm this not is updated. My ode clock. classic is what I like to call this time. Slot. Okay. Here's Gordon. Thank you, Corby. Sponsors. Tylock George Laser Eye Care and A Number One Air. Thanks, David. Uh, yes, I don't watch the Mannings do their little football deal. I know we talk about it a lot on our show. But I, don't, I don't. I've never watched it. I've watched it. I don't consume the game. I heard Troy the other day on with you guys talking about it. I've it sounds seen, like a good idea. I mean, I think that it sounds is, very ticket like. But I just end up at watching the game. I don't. Yeah, it depends on the game. We uh, on our show usually break it up by quarter. And each watch one quarter or a quarter, quarter, half, so we can see if there's get anything the interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like Letterman. Yeah. That's a nice get. Yeah. Just them talking Belichick was really interesting. Mm-hmm. But Peyton kind of dominates. Yeah, and I think Eli's pretty okay with that. He's got major little brother energy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like you're just at their house, where 90% of the jokes are Peyton on Eli, and occasionally Eli gets a dig. So... Somebody said that Eli looks like he's in a hostage video. <laughs> he doesn't get up. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. He doesn't move around. And he just sits there. Looks like he's moments away from being beheaded. Yeah. It is weird because, you know, when Troy was playing, Troy had this reputation of not being a dude that was going to talk very much, that was not real open with the media. He didn't trust the media after what Skip Bayless did to him, you know, and rightfully so. And then, of course, immediately after his career is over, he becomes one of the best analysts of all time. And he's like the most gracious uh, dude that you can talk to, whether it's about football or anything else. He's super thoughtful. Eli was the same way, had the same M.O., um, or at least reputation up in in New York. And he's kind of coming out of his shell, too. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure the way he was perceived 100%, but I guess from a national perspective, I always thought of him as just a... Uh, well, everyone talked about Eli's dumb face, and yeah. is there anything there? Right. Not too many lights on in there. He's and, not bad. He's yeah. funny. Yeah, he is. He's very dry funny. Okay, have you ever had an artillery shell in your rectum? Not that I know of. No. You? All right, then we'll, then we'll I don't move know. on. <laughs> have you guys ever... I guess I didn't go anywhere, so. I'm sure I know the answer to this, but have you ever talked to, like, a P1 doctor and asked them just their yes. butt stories? Yeah, oh, my God. ER doctors have so many butt stories, it's ridiculous. I talked to a guy a couple months ago, and he was describing to me it was a, a pool noodle. Like, half of it. Like What? Yeah. How, how do you get that? Well, I asked, and he's like, well, he had wrapped it in... Uh, in like saran wrap and oiled it up as you will and he said that when I, the guy walked in they were like what is it because he was uh, as he said let a, me guess a repeat customer oh <laughs> my god oh. Oh, no. what is it my sister used to work in the uh in the er at parkland and she would 
same thing. The story she would tell of things that people were lodging <laughs> was unbelievable. I don't get why humans do so much yes, lodging. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I really, yeah, you do. Do. I mean, I nothing in, against them because everybody has to enjoy their body while they have it, right? Everybody's got their kink. Everybody's got their kink. Thank you for that. What? what what scripture was that? Do you have that? Is that a Thessalonians three sixteen? Thessalonians. Okay, Paul, two Corinthians. Paul's letter to the Thessalonians. <laughs> um, so, but I just—it's you know—you have ones that you don't connect to, like maybe it's a foot fetish guy or something like that, and you're like, oh, I don't quite get that, but okay. Yeah, but my, what I'm saying is, if you do connect with that, once you start down that path, Uh-oh. you, you might—you might start at. Uh, Digi, and you, you always got to up the heroin. Exactly, yeah. it's the gateway. I think, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think it gets. Digi leads to pool noodle. Exactly. Yeah, a pool and noodle. Which which book will we find that in? Ty. Digi leads to pool uh, noodle. Song of Solomon. Okay. All right. That may be in Song of Solomon. Okay. Um, this happened in England. Of course. Weird. <laughs> a guy goes to a hospital there, and it says here. A patient presented <laughs> with a munition in his rectum. He had a World War II artillery shell oh my lodged God. in there. I almost joked that it was from the great one. Yeah. Where did he find that? Can you just find... Or just a collector? Well, he had obviously lived through the war, and at some point... <laughs> decided now it was time. At some point. Get use of all this stuff I have. They had already removed it. Doctors removed it by the time the bomb squad arrived because they had to call the bomb squad because I don't know if this thing's live. The bomb not. squad. Mm-hmm. So you've got a whole team in your house. Yeah. <laughs> to pull this artillery shell out of his sewer. What if that was the ultimate goal? Like that's the ultimate for that lifestyle. That's, de- that's why we designed him in that shape was because we wanted our enemies to lodge them. <laughs> But no, what if... <laughs> and then we get the remote detonator. What if, like, uh, you know, like with, um, um, what's his name, the auto-erotic Jeffrey Dahmer? Guy. No, not Jeffrey Dahmer. Michael Hutchinson? Michael Hutchins. Hutchins? Hutchins. Hutchins, yeah. Like, you want to get to that point where you... I think that was disproven. No, it wasn't. I think it was. Don't I think it... ruin my dream. This Our dream is that dream. he killed himself while tugging? No. Those people, though, that what a do, weird dream to have. Those people, of that, all the dreams you could have, <laughs> vast children's cancer, and but of, you want to get to that point of near death, right? Like right on the edge. And what I think is from the from these guys, maybe they want to take it to the next level where they lodge, and uh-huh. then there's the explosion, and that they try to time the explosive death. Yes, and that is the ultimate the way to t- go with the little death for like. A nanosecond. It's oh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, and then you're out. Oh, oh my gosh, oh. Corby just reenacted it. See, I think it's like an eroticizing of military culture or something more than anything else. You think that's what it is? Yeah, that the guy finds the military kind of hot. You know <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, kind of hot. Yeah, the whole military. Just the idea. I swear, of, Jake. I think the- Jake has some stuff here in this area. I mean, I'm some issues. I think you are slightly pre pool noodle. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm open to anything, as it were, because you you're part of the pegging generation, of course. The generation, yeah. 
We know how to f- express okay. ourselves and uh, enjoy our and bodies with, with our Corby? partners. Do you remember? It's gross. Do you remember? God, you, how do you, but how do you know? <laughs> You're peg shaming. How do I know? Yeah. That is a rear end. Boy, Corby's talking like he's from the greatest generation now. I know. I am. <laughs> I don't understand it. Therefore, against it. Just give it a shot. So you've engaged in this. <laughs> Wasn't Blake into this? Blake, you were a pegging guy, right? No, that was my grandfather. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. too general. <laughs> I forgot about that. His grandfather was major peg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I a credit to you guys and your generation who have Thank adopted you. this. Thank you. We didn't ruin everything. No. It does show some courage. Although it's, it is funny to me how we've tricked up sexuality so much mm-hmm. that now a man and a woman will get together and she will she will augment herself yeah yeah and then do that to the guy whereas you're like you know you guys already have the equipment here to just to do this act the Too other limiting. way and i would i would limiting. that if we went back hundreds of years thousands of years yeah. i think we're just rediscovering some of the classics you think that if you went back to like classics oh you don't like think a thousand like bc the Greek, like the romans a thousand yeah. bc in egypt you would find yes a guy with a world war ii artillery shell inside <laughs> yeah or whatever their version of mu- munition was or, or weaponry yeah. bow and arrow up there sure anything yeah hmm. it's been going on for centuries we're just trying to bring it back. Yeah. And why why is it? But why is it when regular stuff is pretty awesome? Yeah. It's a pretty awesome thing that we were allowed Again, to have as creatures. Digi? Awesome. Pool noodle? Awesome. So you're into you're into Digi. I'm saying I'm into everything. You're into her. Saying, I'm just going to answer So you tell her to, "Hey, baby, go ahead snake around." <laughs> yeah. And why do you take take your you can use your non-dominant hand you anytime you have to make around keep the wedding ring on. Yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need to feel it oh. I need to feel half a carrot kind of tickling the starfish <laughs> I paid for it <laughs> let's use it anytime you have to go to the garage to acquire the pool noodle <laughs> to get something you hang on yeah hey honey I want to make love tonight hold on let me root through the pool shed <laughs> yeah it's got grass all over it. Yeah. He owes it off first. God. Yeah, if I'm doing that, I'm going to go buy one oh, fresh gosh. and not go yeah. into the garage. And save it just for that. Yeah. A special noodle. Yeah, special noodle. What kind of... What? What kind of... Uh-oh, Corby? You were... Aperture do you have to have where a pool noodle... Yeah, I thought pool noodles are like, you know... Yes! Like the size of a... Two liter bottle. Almost. Well, I don't think you show up and you know you're on the tour, right? You got to qualify. There's a whole process that you have to go through to get. Yeah, up you have to, to work that. mason jars in there first, <laughs> and that's when you. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, Corby, have it, you seen that? And it breaks, right? Yes. Yeah, oh. I've seen it. Of course, I've seen it. Yeah, you guys, of course, he's seen it. He's part of the pegging generation, <laughs> the greatest generation. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Uh, oh, well. Right. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Or do I you keep going? Great. I can keep going. No, you did great. I've got other stuff. We could do other stuff next. We'll do other stuff, or we'll do Kemp Spin next. The ticker is service of City Credit Union. Well, I haven't done any porn birthdays in a while, so I'm going to rattle a few off this morning for White Elephant Day. On December 8th, 
Angela Addison is 47 years old, barely legal 120, blacks on Cougars 11, and Mommy and Me and Black Man makes 3-3. Bambi Brown turns 43 today, Black Ass Candy 12, Ghetto Lollipops 2, Crack Horror Trailer Trash 2. Delta White, 41 years old today, she's been in Tight White Booty, Milf Magic 2, and Glory Hole Princess. Nika Noir is 37. Big Boob Film School Dropouts. Daddy's Worst Nightmare 14. And Anywhere But The Face. Lauren Phillips, 34 years old today. Banging the Boss 5. Don't Be Mad Mommy. And Busty and Bushy 2. Courtney James is 33 years old today. Best known for Don't Let Daddy Know 4. Is That a Banana in Your Pants? And House of Poon. Brooklyn Rose, 26 years old today. Big Ass Curve 6, Lesbian Girls Club, and Watching My Daughter Go Black 9. Paisley Parker, also 26, year old today, 26 years old today. Don't get God. mad, I effed your dad too. Dude. Your mom tossed my salad 15. <laughs> 15? Okay. And finally, <laughs> Daddy, my thighs are sore. That is the Ticket Ticker Service of Lava Cantina in the Colony. Okay. Tonight, the Stevie Ray Vaughan tribute Texas Flood takes the stage. Tomorrow night, the Reed Southall Band performs. Take a break from holiday errands and get to Lava Cantina in the Colony. I'm Ty Walker on Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. Okay, when you hear all those this titles. Sports Radio 96.7 Don't you see how we screwed up God's plan? Broadcasting live. Yeah, I think that is God's plan. KCCK AM, Dallas, Fort Worth. KCCK had no provision and no way to predict. We've supersized God's plan is what we've done. We supersized it. He didn't have that foresight. We went off the dollar menu on that. He knew all this was coming, right? God would not have made us this way if he didn't want Busty and Bushy to be made. It was, it was, Busty. All right, it's 7 o'clock here on White Elephant Day. Jake. Corby, Gordon, Ty, Mino, Blake. Matt. Just amusing the news, I, I guess. I don't know. In 15 minutes or so. What do you guys want to do here? Uh, well, let's throw it to Blake because it's a very special Christmas um, what? time. You only had about God. 40% of that sentence written out in your head, didn't you? Here's Blake. Corby's so smooth. Well, I wanted to introduce you. You guys, Gordon and Gorp, uh, Corby especially. <laughs> Gorpy. Gorpy. <laughs> yeah, it's early. Gorpy. To a bit, a hang zone bit that we call Kimspin. Oh, Kimspin. So I'm sure a lot of Kim you have Span. heard the drop, and uh, here, here's the origination. So somebody will come up in conversation, and uh, instead of Jake remembering what they're known for, what they're good at, he simply remembers their lowest moment in life. For instance, uh, Jake, let's do Chipper Jones, Atlanta Braves third baseman, uh, all-star. I idolized him as a kid. What do you know him for? Uh, knocked up a Hooters waitress, and then I think he might have left his wife for, maybe his wife left him when he told her about the Hooters baby. Kempspin. Ah, you that, got a on that. That is a Kempspin. So Not, this is uh, his Dancing with the Stars bit. It's such a weird... And uh, unwanted talent. I I'm not going to be able to keep up. Blake says we're over 250 uh, now. Uh, well, I was going to ask. Gordon, how many do you think Jake has in his log right now? That he knows the, the, the person's lowest moment. Yes. I, I mean, I would say, you know, 50. Right. That's what most would think. <laughs> I've got him at 270. There's, there's no way I can keep up a Dude, solid you have a here. problem. Yeah. So let's do a quiz. All right, I'll give him one. O.J. Simpson. <laughs> 
<laughs> Heisman Trophy. Well, I've got some ones that are not Damn. so obvious. Okay. Uh, let's go Kings guard Doug Christie. You may know him, rival of the Mass Forever. How I do make, you know him? I may can get this one. Something to do with his mom, right? No, this no, is, no. His uh, his wife was so attached to him. That, yeah. We talked about that for years on the had ticket. Had his balls but, in a jar. Uh, and in fact, actually He had claimed, to signal to her after every shot. Yeah, uh, she claimed that she would weigh said balls after they were apart for a few days to find out whether or not he had relieved himself that, of that any is, tensions. That is not scientific. It's not, but she did claim it. Okay. Put him up on a little... Are they still married? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think we would have made a big deal out of that. Gross. She would follow the team bus mm-hmm. in her in her own vehicle. Gosh. How about Oklahoma running back Adrian Peterson? Well, that's where, do you, kid where deal. do you begin? Yeah. Well, there is the kid deal, but there's also the time uh, that he was renting out entire floors of hotels for orgies for him and his his buddies and paying for it with the money from his charity. Unsubstantiated. Wow. Your honor. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> you may know this next name as uh, a certain famous quarterback's son, Brett Starr, but what else do you know about him? Uh, well, we all know that Brett Starr passed away, but when he was found... Norm didn't know it. But. Yeah, he, we know now. When he was found, he was found... It was a home in Florida, and he had recently gotten into exotic animals. And when they found him, it was like three days later, and he was like covered in reptiles and... Oh my was, god! Decaying for a few days after they a drug were feeding. Overdose. Yeah, I guess. Oh my! They were god. loose in the house. Why, why do you know that? That is so hot. <laughs> why? Is, why are these things committed to memory? A salamander burrowing at his quarterback's <laughs> And it doesn't have to be just sports. Like for instance, let's go Elon Musk. Uh, I think there's, there's a lot there. there too. But his dad married his his sister. Oh wait, my wait, wait. god! What? So there's actually two. I I have one for Elon Musk's dad, who you're right, impregnated his stepdaughter and then began dating her. Yeah. Oh. But Elon like, Musk has one specific as well. Uh, it's not the baby kid. It's not. I don't know. I have here that you said on air. Elon Musk accused the guy who rescued. Oh, okay. The- stop. Oh yeah, this is the submarine. The thing. Thai cave boys. The yeah, Thai it soccer was weird. Team. That why did he go after that guy so hard though? Because the guy had better tech, and so he called the guy a pedophile. <laughs> and the guy sued him, and <laughs> I, I probably wasn't able to stand up to the legal team of Alonius Musk. That guy's a dirtbag, by the way. Um, I know you have I'm to fight. You have to yes. fight this fight what, a lot. On what are your you show, doing? But he's a dirtbag. Look, dude. Has he's the richest person in the world, okay. and I just want him to know that even though I'm on the show with Jake right now, I had nothing to do with Jake's comments. <laughs> the fear that your program has of Elon Musk Fealty. is no, unbelievable. No. I fight the good fight on this in saying that I, I think that Craig overpraises him. He does. He does. That's and, a problem he has. And I see Elon interviewed, and I'm like, I, I don't get it. I mean... Everyone else is listening to him, and Craig did three hours genius, but. on his Saturday Night Live appearance. Oh, guys, let's just keep talking about this for a little bit more. Redefined comedy. Man. <laughs> let's stay in Hollywood and uh, let's backsell a little here. Richard Gere. Well, well, everyone yeah, knows that everyone one. Knows that That's one. the gerbil. That one might have been new to Blake he when turned I turned his colon up. into a habit trail. <laughs> yeah, he went uh, pool noodle with a, a nutria. Yeah. Okay. God. Sandra Bullock. It's a little bit. Uh, Sandra Bullock. When Sandra Bullock was dating Jesse James, the motorcycle guy, she said that for Valentine's one day she shaved her pubic hair into a heart and tried to dye it pink. 
but it injured her because she. That's had to, what he knows about Sandra to, Bullock. She had to bleach it first, which she said was incredibly painful. America's sweetheart. Yeah, and he knows about that. She said it, but yeah, you he, know it. He's he's merely honoring women's words oh. um, by remembering them. I think she has agency. What do you think, Corby? What do you she like? Has, you like how we play fast and loose with that agency thing? Love What's it. agency? They get all the agency, and he then if something goes wrong, then bigot. they had no agency. He doesn't even know what it means. What is agency, dude? Do you not keep up with any cultural conversations? Huh? What am cultural conversation? <laughs> What is agency? Oh my gosh! It's the, it's the ability own. to be self-determined. She yeah. is an agent of her own accord. She can make her own decisions, like any human can. Well, Actually, but, sir, that's not true. But we've always hasn't been true. For, believe me, we've we've come up with a few ways where you guys are. I mean, idiots. for example, would you say slaves had agency? No, oh, Corby. So go not ahead. everyone has always. So <laughs> you talk agency. your way out of this one. I don't really have to. <laughs> no, they didn't. Okay. All right, just a couple more here in the Kim Spin quiz. Sean Penn? He uh, had the Madonna deal. Well, yeah, but he also... Tied her to a chair and beat her up, didn't he? He also found El Chapo. He told everyone he'd find El Chapo, and then he did. <laughs> yeah, he interviewed him. <laughs> he did. Why would... Didn't they do a movie about that? With the? Uh, didn't James Franco do a movie about that? The interview, yeah, I think it was Kim Jong. That was Kim oh, Jong Il. Yeah, I don't. I think there was a documentary. Wait, Sean Penn interviewed Kim Jong Il? No, <laughs> hit me again. All right, last one, and this is going to show the depths of Kim Spin. I'll miss it. You, you haven't missed one yet. But this is how specific he can get. <sighs> Hold on, Kim Spin Mouse is around here. It's a little Blake Mouse. Ted Cruz. His dad killed Kennedy. His dad did kill Kennedy, Zodiac Allegedly. Uh, but the most famous one is when his Twitter account favorited a porno with hot MILF Corey Chase. Uh, and he claimed it was one of his Love interns who did it. See, not Huge only fan. does he know that his Twitter account liked a porn video, he remembers the, the porn, actress. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I mean, she's a bit of a legend. I mean, <laughs> in shape, sexy. Yeah. Glasses, sure. Just, I'm making all this up. Is any of it right? Of course, it's right. Oh. You know the been in such films as Blacks on Blondes. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Big Boob Milf. Good. I have seen both those. And Backroom <laughs> Milf Nine. Nine. All yeah. right. You're the yeah, king. Man. You're the king. The king lives. The king lives. Yeah, all right. Man. Muse yeah, in the man. news. Wow. Is This ticker is brought to you by America Can Car for Kids and also by Wellborn Garage Doors. Uh, This ticker is going to be about a guy who does the tickers sometimes. So, Mino, if you could lower the music. And this is about a guy that when he does do his tickers, I hear a lot of bitching about in the control room. Pull the music up and uh, we're going to play it. Mm Mm-hmm. And there it is. Every time he talks, Mino doesn't care, slumping in his chair. Danny feels the same. His voice, it causes pain, just like Sahara rain. They just can't conceive, 
Just why he doesn't leave So they can get some peace Jacob's dead amore He's Jacob dead amore Jacob's dead amore He's Jacob dead amore Jacob's dead amore He's Jacob dead amore he makes their ears so sore. It's Jacob dead a They spend so much time. They work on his demise. A death surprise. <laughs> they want to tie him up. And dump him in the lake And blame it on Jake Jacob Dedamore He's Jacob Dedamore Jacob Dedamore He's Jacob Dedamore Jacob Dedamore He's Jacob Dedamore you make their ears so sore. He's Jacob Dedamore. Happy White Elephant Day from your fellow P1s at Mullen and Mullen Personal Injury Law Firm. Call 214-INJURED or online at mullenandmullen.com. Distance. We've mixed and matched all the ticket guys. And we love you, Jacob. The best we can oh, okay. All right. That yeah. makes it all right. It's White Elephant Day. Brought to you by Hari Mari, Stoli Vodka, and Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310. The Let me talk over that one. He says the ticket. All right, it's 720-ish. What? This is the White Elephant Morning Show. We have sponsors for Muse in the News. DNM Auto Leasing and All Pro Foundation Repair. Here's Gordo. Thank you, Corby. You know, we didn't talk about this this week on the morning show. I don't know if you guys have either. The notable sports death that occurred? Don't know. Local? Uh, no. No. But Medina Spirit passed away. We did not talk about this. And this is pretty weird, isn't it? Did it die at that death trap horse track that everyone's been talking about for a couple years? No. It didn't die running, did it? He was a roid freak. It just finished a workout. It Weird. Uh, he? He just finished a workout at the Santa Anita track. That's not the death track. The, the Ooh, death boy, track's up in the be. north. I think that might no, be. No, it's West Coast. Yeah, let me look. But I think they all died. The ones that we're talking about literally all died on the track. Well, this says it just finished a workout there at that track. Yeah, yeah, Santa Anita is the one where all the horses yes. have died. Dude, what's going on there? So this horse, 20th death in the calendar year. Dang. Was three years old. Of course, it just won the, well, it finished first at the Kentucky Derby. This past year. Yeah. But then. And then had a failed drug test that led to the suspension of Bob Baffert. (laughs) This is a Bob Baffert. (laughs) And remember when Bob Baffert went on TV and ranted against cancel culture? Yeah, I don't know why everybody's so mad. He's trying to cancel me and my horse. Kempspin. Thank you. Once again, he Kempspinned it. A horse. But they say the horse died suddenly of a probable cardiac event. 
okay. according to the on-site veterinary team. So is that dope related? Like you got to assume that, right? After he gets tested positive, they, it's like Scott Weiland. <laughs> Wait, the death of Medina Spirit has just been compared to Scott Weiland. You have to make the assumption that if, in fact, you did test positive for <laughs> horse heroin, that uh-huh. you're probably more prone to do that again within months of testing positive. I don't like think... Scott Weiland. I don't think that Medina Spirit was disqualified from the Kentucky Derby due to horse heroin. But you don't know. I don't know. think that's a real performance enhancer. Prove it. It would just kind of flop out of the gate and just lay there That'd looking up awesome. the sky. Like Layla. Yes. We were talking about that on the morning show about how heroin is just scary. You know, on the get back sessions, John was, that was during his heroin days. So maybe that's why he was kind of not arguing yeah. with people. I'll do whatever you say. I just want to do the heroin. <laughs> Makes me feel good. I won the Kentucky Derby. Won Medina Spirit. So are we going to launch an investigation? Like, this has got to be something serious. This is... No, they say there's no investigation. They're just, they're just moving on. Just dog food. No. Yeah. no, they are investigating. They've already sent samples of the horse's blood, hair, semen. <laughs> Wrong. Lies. All of it. Uh, well, the last one was. Okay. No, they they chose blood, hair, and urine, and they sent it to the California Horse Racing Board. <laughs> what a boring Very generically job. Generically named. Do you think that he was gently vomiting as he was laying in his stall? <laughs> they caught him in his stall doing the crucifix trick. <laughs> right on, Medina Spirit. <laughs> Oh. Bad name for a horse, by the way. Because what do you call it? That's too many. It's not a name like Ed. Hello, Medina well, Spirit. No horse is named Ed except for that one. <laughs> well, I don't know. Don't they I all think have that, kind I, of funky I, names yes, like that, though? I think except that, for Orb. I think that horse names are stupid. They are. Here comes <laughs> Mark <that>. Orb. <laughs> Hot sports opinions. Like, even when I was a kid... And I would hear the name Secretariat. I thought people were mispronouncing something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Secretariat. Now I've gotten used to that name, and I think it's a great horse name, but that's just because I've heard it so many times. <sighs> My favorite... Like uh, Seattle Slough. That's a weird... Right. Hello, Seattle Slough. Are you doing Seattle well this morning? Slew. Yeah, but you're not asking him that all that often. Well, you, well when you, you call the hey, horse, buddy? what do you call him? Yeah. You call him over to separate them from the others. From the horde. No, they don't listen like that. They don't they answer. They do, too. I think horses will come when you call them. Like, you can beckon them. A specific one from a group. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know that. I'm willing to admit that I didn't know that, which it, shows okay. courage and See, we are expanding our minds part, and our know? thoughts it always, these days. I'm more open to pool noodle now because of Jake, <laughs> you know, being into it. It always creeped me out in The Godfather. I think it was the first one. Was that the horse head? You know, that was a real horse head. Yeah, I know. That they used for the filming. Yeah. How'd they get away with that? Different time, man. But remember the the horse's name? Khartoum. Because the guy that they put the horse head in, in the, the Hollywood producer that they put him in bed with, but he was obsessed with that horse. And he's like, ah, Khartoum. Khartoum. C-H-A-R-T-O-U-M, I believe is how you... T-O-U-M? I think so. Khartoum. This is stop, a wonderful stop horse. Stop saying it like that. Can't help it. It's offensive. Let's hear more of Corby's 
stereotypical voices <laughs> of a Hollywood producer from 1945. Hmm. You get the hell out of here. You. And he called him bad names. Like what? Bad Italian names. Well, like it's what? It's very evil. It was mean. Like and what? You know I don't what? know. I don't even think that, um, uh, what was the guy's name? The Consigliere, played by Robert Duvall. Tom. Tom Hayden. I don't think Tom Hayden was Italian either. No, he was Irish. That's why he couldn't him. be made, right? That's right, yeah. Or I don't know. I, I've only watched Godfather once, and I think it was not great. It's awesome. Really? I only watched it in the last year for the first time. Never, never watched it. I enjoyed it quite God, a bit. Did you? I, yeah. Like, yeah. I remember thinking... Well, uh, the Hank Hill one is what's what's his name? Henry Hill's a better movie than the Goodfellas is better than Godfather. Agreed. I don't know, but now I want to now I want to see Goodfellas with Hank Hill. <laughs> <laughs> what are the helicopters doing up there? I can do Hank more Hill. cocaine. So anyway, yes, Medina Spirit is dead at the age of three after just placing first in the Kentucky Derby. Three, and then getting. Horses live to be like 20 something. Lost right? his law license. I got a dumb question. Okay. Who so is horse? Horses are full grown at three. Like they're big, big and stuff. Dude, you sound so dumb right I, now. I don't care. That is my entire brand. Yeah. Horses are I grown didn't know at that. three. Like, like they, they what do you are think? Big they're like, like 16, like a boy? <laughs> well, you said they live they're until 20. Though. So if they're fully grown <laughs> at three. But you're at the same rate humans do. <laughs> <laughs> you can't race them until they're 16. I don't know. And even then, they're in the juvenile division. Right. No, three, yeah, they're, they're full grown. Yes. So three, two. Yeah, I think, I think they're... To you tell me. Isn't the... Uh, like, they can't race past the age of three in, like, the Kentucky Derby or whatever. It's like tennis. It's like two and three-year-olds or something like that. Okay. Well, I never again, thought I'm that learning. I would type in full-grown horse age. <laughs> <laughs> it is said that most Look horse Look up full-grown horse and Corey Chase. See if anything <laughs> comes up. And Enum Claw. It is said, Jake, okay. that most, tr- most horse breeds reach their one. final height... At four to five years old. Thank you! <laughs> okay, so Jake was right. I thought they were full grown at three. I did too. But apparently they still grow a few more hands <laughs> after three. That is so unstable. Just weigh them with stones. I'm now on the website <laughs> yourhorsefarm.com. You weigh four stones. Like, how big are the stones? I don't understand. They'll reach 75% Just of their stones. height before the age of one. By 18 to 24 months, they'll reach 90% of their mature height. So they're basically completely okay. full-grown at two. Dude, how okay, are we, we can already, all be how right. is it already 733? And I've just done the first story. I've got so many stories here. <laughs> well, let's carry this over. Let's do it next. Yeah, we'll carry this over next. Okay, because I've got a very controversial story next. Okay. All right. Wait, what's happening? Already back? All right, well, it's White Elephant Day. Good Lord. It's White Elephant Day. Snuck up on us. It's Jake, Gordon, Corby. We've got Ty, Blake, and Mino. And right now, it's time for Muse and the News Jr. Well, no Gordon, but thank you anyway. I don't know. Jake. A lot going on. Have you followed the story of this 22-year-old college swimmer from, she is from the University of Pennsylvania. No. And she is dominating. She has set so many pool records, uh, meet records, at a three-day event in Ohio on the weekend. Lisa, Tom- Leah, I'm sorry, Leah Thomas. Oh, she said meet records. Does right. she have birthdays, Ty? Blew away her yeah. competition 
in the 500-meter freestyle preliminaries and finals at uh, the Zippy Invitational. Uh-oh, I know where this is going. At the University of Akron. What do you mean? You would not be doing a swimming story unless there was a sex change involved. <laughs> hey, that's, Wait, stop the show. That term is... Stop the show. Consider What expensive. is this weird claim about me? I'm willing to bet... Everything that's living in my house right now, that there is a sex change story attached to this. I think Jake is right. I don't think we call it that anymore. Your mom does. This guy clearly did not watch the harassment prevention training program that is required by law. I want you to finish your story, and you haven't either. Um. Anyway, (laughs) Leah notched a winning time that was good enough for a new Ivy League record in the finals. Okay. I mean, this is like historic. That's, that's awesome. Was her name Lee like two days ago? Where is he going dead with name. this? Are you dead naming someone? Go on. Do your little story. She continued smashing records. Don't call it my little story. <laughs> Smash records with nearly a seven second victory in the 200 meter freestyle. This is incredible that we have this athlete, and you guys are not celebrating. What? What do I do? Come on! Meow, yeah. meow, meow, meow. You gotta <laughs> listen to him. I mean, I didn't say it, so it's fastest over here. Finish in the country. Uh, also set a meet and pool record in the fifteen hundred meter freestyle. She finished that. 38 seconds ahead of the second place finisher. Oh my finisher. gosh. Yeah. I mean, these are incredible. That's awesome. Go on. Um, and she did this also last month. Oh. So. Okay. So anyway, we have like a new Tiger Woods of swimming. I take a Houston law firm. completely away from those stories, to be honest with you. I don't have a firm of Swimming stories? No. The Mac bags and anything about Ooh. athletes and... Remember who's Mac the Bags? wrestler that Dale was all fired up about? Yeah, from Coppell. Not really. Well, anyway, I don't know that story. She, as Corby said, used to have a wiener. <laughs> Who? Can Let's I please move one. on? Of I'm course. trying to do the the story about the about Emmett. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Mino found a new you. toy. <laughs> <laughs> you are wrong. You're doing wrong things right now. So Houston law firm, you didn't finish the is story. demanding. I did finish the story. What school did she go to? Uh, did I think I it was the in? University of Pennsylvania. Hmm. So this headline says: Penn transgender swimmer Leah Thomas continues dominant run. You're a newsman. Okay, but that's not the... The story is the incredible athletic prowess that she has. Not what her past is. It doesn't matter. I just wanted to be sure that I could keep my family alive with the bet that I made. Stop betting your family's lives on everything. I just knew that that's what this was headed toward. <sighs> it wasn't heading towards... You made it go there. Uh-huh. So, of course, you were guaranteed to win this little competition if... You're the one who made it go there. Don't call it a little competition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, she is uh, a on. Houston law firm 
can I please try to save your job now, since the you're fact not that interested you're just in now it. showing me a photo is doubly insensitive. Doesn't matter. Why? Houston law firm demanding ten billion dollars from Travis Scott. <laughs> it's the boss man on behalf of all the victims of the Astro World tragedy. Uh, that resulted in ten people dying, hundreds of injuries, and they are suing Stop. for ten billion dollars. Corey, put your computer away. <laughs> Jeez, we had the attorney uh, on the on the show, Tony Busby. He's famous. Oh, uh, this has a different attorney's name. Maybe there are two ambulance chasers in this case. It says that the law firm is working with Dr. G. Keith. Oh. <laughs> That's what it says. Are you serious? A world-renowned uh, crowd surge stampede expert. What? <laughs> what a specific expert. Nine years of school. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, Dr. G. Keith Still. I think his last name is Still. S-T-I-L-L. But Dr. G. Keith Still. World renowned. World, how renowned is he? <laughs> Not. When we weren't even aware there were experts in the field, much less that he was the foremost expert. Um, Emmett Smith is opening a restaurant on the Las Vegas Strip. Poor me. Let me guess. I'm going to guess the title. I don't know the okay. title. All right. Deuce, deuce, wings and stuff. Let me guess. If you had deuce, said that deuce, in the pitch meeting, deuce, there in the room, everyone would have just said, just nodded and then moved on to the next <laughs> suggestion. Deuce, deuce, vegan bowls and smoothies. Interesting. No. I have another guess. Deuce, deuce, couscous. <laughs> <laughs> Top shelf right there. All they serve is couscous. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all shaped in the number two. Hmm. In the what? The number two. Not doo-doo. <laughs> give us the name. I don't have the name. It doesn't say the name. Come on. It does. I'm telling you right now. It doesn't say the name. It says he plans to this open his own restaurant. You're a terrible newsman. You don't complete the story any story. itself doesn't have <laughs> the a title. The to guess the name. I don't think he did. I think I just jumped in. Oh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Club 22. Of okay. course. Of course. Of Which course. describes itself as an ultra lounge. They're not serving club sandwiches. They probably are. You think you can get bottle service there? It's a restaurant or a club? Well, it says at night it converts to Club 22, which is an ultra lounge. Um, But... And then there's a player's lounge that's on the second floor. Mm-hmm. It's confusing. Emmett sold his home. Yeah. 22 rooms. Yeah. He had two 22 rooms. rooms. Yeah. He had this, and it was priced at $2.2 million. <laughs> Is Emmett Smith into numerology or something? He doesn't have to do everything 22. I don't you know bet he is into numerology. I don't know if it's, a, if it's having a number associated with your career. But uh-huh. I think that's very popular in the athletic community. Yeah, it is. That's why I was able to bet all of the unders the day that Kobe died because I knew everyone was going to be taking eight and 24-second violations and throwing a possession away. And I cleaned up. It's the time. most money he's ever won really? in a single day. Yeah. And he did it literally in the airport in Miami 
while we were all Wait, sitting there in shock. Who did you take bets with? It's online, offshore. I saw one team take an eight-second violation. The game had just started when we landed. Uh-huh. I just got the news, and I'm like, well, now everyone has to do this. How much did you make? Thousands. Huh? 500 bucks, 600 bucks, something like that. Dang. Like, very Undefeated. Yeah, I won every game. That's genius. That's what Kobe would have possessions. That is the Mamba mentality. <laughs> you internalized the Mamba mentality, right, and you knew him. what was going to happen. Uh, Kim and Pete. Davidson, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson are already talking about kids. Oh my god, man. <laughs> what? Go on. Now Why she, are you reproduction shaming them? I'm not. I she want them is to have kids. not able to, I believe, healthily, naturally birth any longer. She doesn't have birthing hips? I think her, their first two, It looks I like think, kids would fall out. Were natural. The third, they went surrogate. And people shamed hello? her for saying, hello, sir, again. <laughs> <laughs> It's a risk yeah, for her. That's a, okay. But people shame her and say, oh, she's only doing but, it because she doesn't want to tear up her body. But I don't understand. Is it really them having kids? I think Norm would understand the, mm-hmm. how reproduction works these days when they could have kids together but not be involved in any... Doesn't make sense. I want a Back camera on swimming. Norm while he takes our harassment training prevention program course. I don't understand. What, this I mean, guy's I, not doing anything wrong. I what, agree. Is this a trick question? I because can't honk a boob? There's, there's nothing that he's doing that's wrong in this video. <laughs> he keeps failing. <laughs> I will not answer Why no. Why do I have to repeat this chapter? I understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Kim and Pete, she's so obsessed with him. Once they, again, they've been dating uh, a week. I know it. I agree with you. And I'm on that team that I don't quite get Pete Davidson. Somehow he's a comedic genius, I guess, and he's also... Incredibly attractive, and he's got an awesome he personality. He has to have a hog a down there. Is pleasure to be with, and maybe he's just a good dude. Doesn't I all guess have maybe to be about so. a, Pingle, a Pringles can. Yeah, wait, wait, I don't like you people in there. <laughs> what? I think that he is a funny dude. Okay, right. He's on Saturday Night Live. You may not. A lot of people have been on Saturday Night Live, but he's been on it for years. You may not agree that. You think that his comedy is really funny, but obviously it's funny enough to be on SNL for a decade or whatever. He's been a writer for mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. He does the roasts. Okay. So I he's funny, he's, and he's I think girls like that. Funny. Girls yeah. like funny. And he's probably got a lot of money. Not like Kim money, but enough money to where she didn't have to like pay him. Yeah, but, but when you're talking about Kim Kardashian is worth billions. I know, it doesn't matter. The money thing doesn't enter into it. I don't understand, though, why. And, and as far as funny, I mean, is it really that great a praise to say, you know, he's hit or miss funny? No, girls are really attracted to that. She dated a, she was married to a psychopath for a decade. Whoa. He can attest to this. Who can? She made him crazy. I the whole family made him the nuts. cause and effect there a little bit fuzzy but he definitely ended up nuts he wasn't fun funny he never laughed probably never smiled yeah he was wearing masks a lot yeah the dude was is miserable to be around and now she's got this guy that doesn't give a damn and jokes about his dad dying in 9-11 and stuff so now she's wanting to pay another woman to gestate a fetus for her yeah they're not gonna have kids this is all bunk yeah i think it's bunk i don't think it'll actually happen no but isn't it weird how Yes. Oh. Mr. Keith? Doctor. As I wade into choppy cultural waters, 
which is always the beginning to career-ending talk, mm-hmm. right? You know how it was really fashionable to there for a while to talk about how oh, it's a total hand, handmade's tale. This culture's total handmade's tale now. They're doing right. abortion restrictions and so and so. That's handmade's tale. Everything was handmade's tale, and it just seems like uh, it's the most handmadey tale thing to me is how rich women hire women who need money to gestate fetuses for them. Yeah, to carry a kid. But that's empowering. That's not Handmaid's Tale at all. It's a bit Anybody with me that no, it's a, there's a... Don't you think like kind of almost a direct overlay as opposed to other things that don't seem to directly overlay that we call Handmaid's Tale? I will do what I do a lot of times in these cases and say, it's a bit weird to me, but I'm not in their position, so I feel uncomfortable chastising. And you're right. We are not in billionaires' positions. So yes. women, we can't identify with general. this. Yeah. What? You're working on it? We'll see. You're wanting to be a billionaire Kardashian one day? I got a couple plans. Okay. All right. I would cut off my left arm to be with her for a year. You like her? Number he, one. Of see, all I think time. that the, her. I think that the Kylie is is more my speed. Waif. He doesn't like thin. She needs I don't think she's that thin, is she? A year of if she hung out with Morgan Spurlock for six months and just does supersize me. Kylie would be interesting to me. But Kylie has her, I guess, has her mother's genes. Or, Which one's OJ's kid? Uh, that's Chloe. Chloe is rumored to be OJ's kid. Yeah, because you're real fast. But Kylie has a different... <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Kylie has a different second mother, right, than... Kim Kardashian's dad. Second mother. Well, I don't know how to say it anymore. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Kylie's second mother is different than Kim Kardashian's father, right? <laughs> oh, I see what you said it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, dude. However you word it, but they they don't ha- they don't share the same one of the one of them has a second mother who killed someone with their car, and the other one doesn't. Kylie has the the mother who killed someone with their car. Kim Spin. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Musician Nicki Minaj is 39. Also phenomenal. A lot of work, but the work worked. Ian Summerhalder is 43. This says actor from Lost. I don't even know who that is. Blake, who what is you that? call Craig. Uh, says here he was in Lost. Well, I know that part. <laughs> I just said that part, but who I was he? He didn't watch it. I don't know. Actress Kim Basinger is 68. Mm-hmm. Was she married to Alec Baldwin for a while or something? Oh, yeah. Remember they had the kid and she called and said... Oh, Ireland was her yeah, name. You're and he called pig. her a disgusting pig. Fat little pig. Yeah. He called his daughter that. And she was like 11 or... Yeah. He's pretty stable. That was before he shot someone. Yeah. <laughs> On, it, let him be. Hmm. Oh, he's... Protect Corby. the elites, Corby. He is. You protect elites like nobody's business. I guess I do. What's with you? I don't know. Former quarterback Philip Rivers is 40. 16 kids or something. Yeah, he's got a lot of them. That's on the edge of Kemp spinning. <laughs> Actress from Desperate Housewives, Terry Hatcher, turns 57 today. Yeah. Lakers. Wow. Geez. A bit of a commentary <laughs> there. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> must be so nice up there on your perch judging the world. Yeah. Just knowing it all. Pretty awesome, man. Except for agency. <laughs> <laughs> Lakers center Dwight Howard, 36. 
Twins third baseman Josh Donaldson is 36. I've never done Josh Donaldson's birthday <laughs> in my life. Jeez, that guy was relevant like, <laughs> relevant like 10 years ago. And this would have been Jim Morrison's 78th oh, birthday. Oh, God. You think he'd be so cool right now? Hey, Gordo. No, he would be embarrassing. He would have be hot vaccine. Uh, he would be all over the vaccine <laughs> business. And he would have hired the best lawyer for his January 6th stuff. All right. <laughs> A All new right. musical number. Next. Great Gordo is in his morning drive element. Everyone else is playing way out of position during the tickets White Elephant Day. Brought to you by Hari Mari, Stoli Vodka, and Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, The Ticket. All right, it's 7.59 here on the <laughs> Tickets White Elephant Morning Show. My name is Corby, in here with Gordon, Jake, Ty, Mino, Blake. we got a lot of people in here. And it is time for a special musical number as we enter the 8 o'clock hour. And there is a sponsor here. Flying Fish. Ah, thank you to the Flying Fish. Now, Jake, do you want to take this from here? Yeah, is there another chord behind, besides the one you have? That one seems to be a little... Yeah. You got another one over there? Dr. Keith, uh, world-renowned, world-renowned stage stampede. There you crowd, go, crowd surge expert. Okay, yes. Yeah, so uh, I do have a song for you here. Now, uh, let me see if I can get this to play. Mino, make sure we're okay. Could have prepped a little bit. Yeah, it's he okay. Did. It's he okay. Did. So that, that uh, coming from me. <laughs> so this is a song honoring. Uh-huh. Who I consider to be the most prominent philosopher of the modern era. Thank you. The godfather of... That is not a better chord. The godfather of the ticket, Mike Reiner. Yes. Now, Mike had a habit of making cryptic but prescient statements in his time here at the ticket. I will play you a little sample of that uh, right now. I think everything is going on. What the hell is happening? It must think- be- it's this chord is touching something over here. Turn that one down, then. Right? It's just one's up. Oh, my That's yours. goodness. Yeah, he had to use that one. <laughs> use the other one. <laughs> All right. I bought both these cords, Gordon. Take two. You know that? I ordered these cords on Amazon to replace them. You did? Yeah, I did. I think, you got good ones. Appreciate you it might be the setup. The, right. All right. I got, so I, I got $1. How can I get <laughs> the A sampling of, of Mike... Uh, philosophical statements. I think everything is going on a lot more than we think it is out there. I've roamed this earth for the vast majority of my adult life. (laughs) Everything in life is somewhere else, and you get there in a car. Everybody wants to buy a new car, but nobody wants to buy one. (laughs) Everything's expensive till it costs too much. Boy, now they are the ones to have getting behind all that. In ten minutes, (laughs) now will be a lot better than it is right now. So we're all very wow. familiar with this, you know, Cohen's. It's it's he Aristotle, Plato, Mike Reiner. <laughs> so I'm obsessed with these drops, and had the idea about a month or so ago. Like, I want to write a song using these drops, and I had a little hook and a little melody in my head, but I'm no composer. Sure, I'm merely an idea guy. So I enlisted two of my best friends in the world, Sam Anderson of Quaker City Nighthawks, who is here with us today. Sam, hello. 
You know what I love about Sam? Sam? His hair? His glasses. I love it all because I've not seen Sam out of character. It's not character. It's Sam. Yeah. In like... Well, why'd you years. accuse him of having a character? <laughs> he just looks... It's the Lenny Kravitz syndrome. When, when he, he can't go get a pack of smokes without oh, putting on the snakeskin pants. Diagnosing him. When he sleeps on your couch, he looks like that when he falls asleep and when he wakes up. That's awesome, Sam. Consistent. So Sam's here from Quaker City Nighthawks, also doing work on this track. By the way, Quaker City Nighthawks, Friday night, Granada. That's right. I was certainly going to get to that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, way to go, Corby. Blow also, it. Jordan Richardson. Anybody else's radio toes you want to step on? Uh-uh. Jordan Richardson, also of Quaker City Nighthawks, also of Ringo Starr's All-Star Band, mm-hmm. also of Ben Harper's Band. He's got a Grammy. His resume is, frankly, far more impressive than yours when I read it out like uh, that. Yeah. What, thanks for comparing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> appreciate it. Where's so, your Grammy? <laughs> I sent them. I, I sent them the drops, and I said, I got a little hook here. I have something. But I, I don't know what to do with this. And they turned it into this masterpiece that I hope will become a Christmas classic. I think every... Oh, that's not the right one either, is it? All right, oh, here we go. My. Sorry, the chord really threw me off. Here we go. Sometimes this world is so confusing. Sometimes your words get jumbled around But I've roamed this world for most of my adult life And it seems as though I have found That everything is going on out there More than we think it is Everything in life is somewhere else, and you get there in a car. Everybody wants to buy a new car, but nobody wants to buy one. Everything is expensive until it costs too much. Okay, then let's take some phone calls. How about that? How about it? Let's talk. No, dude. Mike, what the, what the hell? We're going to a break. It's like 5.52. Are, you are lost. Yeah, I am. I have been all day. Oh, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, phonage next. That's right, Mike. Phonage is next. <laughs> Everything is going on out there more than we think, think it is. Everything in life is somewhere else, and you get there in a car. Everybody wants to buy a new car, but nobody wants to buy one. Everything is expensive until it costs too much. Now remember, they are the ones to have get behind all that. And in 10 minutes from now, it'll be a lot better than it is right now. In this world, there's good crazy, and then there's crazy good. Like going for it on fourth down, scoring a touchdown. Everything is going on out there more than we think it is. Everything in life is somewhere else, and you get there in a car. 
Everybody wants to buy a new car, but nobody wants to buy one. And everything is expensive until it costs too much. But you know, we're all just really trying to clear Christmas. That's right. Let's just say that I would imagine everybody wants to clear Christmas. Those are the terms that are being thought in by just about everybody. Christmas. If they ever wanted to do something with something out there, that'd be a good something to do something Clear with. Christmas. I think everything is going on a lot more than we think it is out there. Out there. Out there. Yes. And there we are. Yes. So beautiful. Amazing. Yes. That's crazy. Sam Anderson. <laughs> That is awesome. So what was the hook that you had? Just the, uh, everything is going on out there more than we think it is. <laughs> and we actually have a special guest to uh, review that song. Let's go to the ticket phone lines oh, now. Random uh, guest, okay. Random guest. What would you think of the song? Pretty awesome. Shoot. Whoa! How about that? Mike Reiner, how are we, bud? Good. How's it going? <laughs> All right. Well, we ran out of stuff. <laughs> Basically, I just wanted to make sure you were on hold so I could make sure you heard it. Because when I texted you last night and asked, you know, can you do this tomorrow? You said, when is White Elephant Day? Oh, no. <laughs> so the only way I could I make sure you still he heard got it, the emails. No, or, you know, when you detach, you detach. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to be on company email, though. You need to start yeah. looking at your cumulus email more, Mike. You need to take the new harassment training we got. Yeah, yeah the one that Norm's avoiding. Get Killer's weekend schedule every week. Well, they blocked me out of company email, so it's going to be kind of hard to do. So <laughs> you have to put it a, a good word for me, tell him I'm still kind of, you know, hanging around in the nether regions somewhere. All right, well, that's, uh, we got another verse now. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my homage to you. Love you, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See you boys later. See All right, you, Mike. Mike. There he, he goes. He had to wake up early for that <laughs> guest appearance. He did. Yeah. It's like getting Eduardo Nahara on to sing Nahara. Dude. <laughs> he hung up. I'm still mad at you about that. Well, thank you to Sam. Thank you to Jordan. Quaker City Nighthawks at Granada this, uh, this Friday night. Go check them out. Will you play that? I, I'm not ruling it out. Okay. It's kind of got a little groove to it, I'll, doesn't it? I'll play it if Wolanski plays it on the Christmas special. I he bet will. he will. I bet he will. <laughs> we just want a clear Christmas. All right, Sam. Thank you very much. What is that thank from? You. What was the context of clear Christmas? Uh, well, we used to say that when we would talk about trifecta deaths and things like that, especially like right around mm-hmm. here, that everybody's goal was to make Christmas. So you have to get there to yeah. midnight, December 25th. But then the ultimate goal is to clear it. So you have to pass through the day living. So that's it. Make Christmas, clear Christmas. clear Christmas. That's right. Yeah. Right. All right. Another holiday tradition next. The ticket ticker. God. All right. So this next ticker. Thank you. This next ticker is about another guy that does part-time tickers. And... Um, he confuses me very much because when it's convenient, he goes by whatever name he wants, whatever suits the moment he's in. His name is Ryan Medlin, or 
when he wants to act all badass, it's Ryan Medellin. So I don't really know exactly uh, what his actual name is, and I don't know what his alter ego does for a living, because Ryan Medlin works here at the radio station. Ryan Medellin, I, I don't really know what he does. So here we go. Pull this up. And... Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Who's this normal guy? Generic as they come. He's sort of fun. Good guy through and through. He likes the local teams. Just like me and you He likes his apple pie He never would get high Afraid he'd die Ryan Medellin He's Ryan Medellin Ryan Medellin Ryan Medellin Ryan Medellin He's Ryan Madelon, average American. He's Ryan Madelon. Now we get to Medi. Your instructions are continuity here. Let's play the mic song again. This dude isn't coy. He's doing lots of blow with Mike Saroy. He runs a huge cartel, guns and girls and bling, the cocaine king. Ryan Medellin, he's Ryan Medellin. Ryan Medellin, he's Ryan Medellin. Ryan Medellin, he's Ryan Medellin. He's the cocaine king. He's Ryan Medellin. Probably should pre-record it. <laughs> and there you go. That wow. is your ticket ticker. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Brought to you by what is this music. Well, it's the last part of. Uh, hold, on. hold on. Let's see. If Corby can get to smoothly it. transitioning and getting the copy in. So Blake. Oh, here we go. Gosh. Look, this was supposed to be your ticker, you how son of a you, bitch. How long have you been This was ready? yours. Don't you yell at this me. This was yours. Don't you dare and yell you at me. Off. You can't so speak to me that way. In 10 seconds. <laughs> <sighs> Brought to you by oh, Zeus Restoration. Also by Wellborn Garage Doors. Happy White Elephant Day from your fellow P1s at Mullen & Mullen Personal Injury Law Firm. Call 214-INJURED or online at mullenandmullen.com. It's Wake and Jake, plus Blake and Corby, show and tie to White Elephant Day Mornings. Brought to you by Hari Mari, Stoli Vodka, and Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. Ah, yes. Not talking over the sponsors. That's what I specialize in. Not talking over. All right, that was a wonderful moment. So much fun, so much music. I believe that um, I saw in the hallway as I was going, will we, in the bathroom, not the hallway, 
I saw Dutch Pentameter this rolling around. Did you yeah, really? I did. He's up here? I did. I saw oh, him. Oh, wow. I saw him roaming around. Yes. We'll see if we can find him here in just a second. I heard he second. was anti-vax. No way. <laughs> you heard that? No way! I don't know how we let him up here. I thought we all had to be vaxxed. I wonder if Dutch is one I'm of those sure guys. He's got kind a of fake, fake card. card yep. Laminated card that's like a <laughs> six flag season pass on the back or something. Uh, okay, so the last couple of years I have I haven't had him do this. My son has written a ticker to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and kind of get them straight for uh, whatever year it was. So he did another one. As he said, it's his final one that he will ever do. He's retiring from the game. This is it. But uh, before we play 2021, let's get you a taste of what went on last year uh, with uh, my kid um, in 2020. Hi, my name is Ann Davidson. I am 11 years old, and this is my ticket taker. And also why I love my dad. In past year, it's all been about safety first in in the Davidson family. Dad has done his best to protect us all from COVID-19. He wanted us to be outside as much as possible. So we took a couple of trips to Colorado and we went on some amazing hikes. It's great to be able to test your body and mind while you are outdoors in such a beautiful setting. But dad was a but dad was so whacked out on weed, he couldn't see straight. He <laughs> ate so many edibles <laughs> and started talking about how he was the king of the mountain. He took his shirt off and was running around singing in a high-pitched voice, Rapunzel, <laughs> Rapunzel, won't you come out and play? He finally drank some water and calmed down. Dad also encouraged me to play as much golf as possible. So we would go and play a ton while the lockdown was going on. This this is the year I fell in love with the sport. And I owe it all to my dad. I can see how happy my dad gets when I hit a good shot. Or when I make a par. And when I hit a bad shot, dad takes a two iron and hits me in the back of the legs and tells me to quit being a little golf bitch. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> One time, I missed a two-foot putt, and he made me bend over and grabbed my ankles. He then drove the golf cart behind me and floored it. <laughs> the cart hit my ass <laughs> so hard. I... <laughs> I went flying into the creek. <laughs> but now I know to concentrate more over two foot. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dad is always looking for a teaching moment. <laughs> I also got in trouble a few times this year, but Dad was there to help me teach that all kids get in trouble. It's a matter of how you respond to the adversity. So when mom caught me smoking cigarettes, dad told me how to get out of it. He said that, he said, that hoe never said anything about other brands of cigarettes. So smoke up, son. He bought me camels, Chesterfields, king size Kens, Cools, Dunhills, Lucky Strikes, Merit. Chesterfield. Merritt's, Newports, Paul, 
Malls. Hotel <laughs> <laughs> <Cow> malls. Parley <laughs> <laughs> mids. Polo mids. Ramblers. Red <laughs> Salems. Sterling. Super Kings. <laughs> Derrydens. Vi- Virginia Slims. <laughs> I really love to smoke. That says kids are too soft these days. Nothing hardens you like a good pack of smokes. I am at the age now where I have learned some of life's hard truths. One of those is the birds and bees. No kid wants to hear from his this from his parents. It's just uncomfortable. But Dad sat me down this year and really explained in a delicate manner this very awkward subject. He said, son, there's a time when every dad sits his son to talk about birds and bees. But I don't have any time for this Here's a hustler. (laughs) So I read the the June 1979 edition of Hustler magazine. Why was everyone so hairy back then? He also handed me the DVD of a manual in space. He said, gravity doesn't affect boobs when they are in space. So you'll really like this movie. I learned so much about sex and space travel. Thanks, Dad. This has been my ticket taker for 2020. I'm Van Davidson, reminding you to keep your ears listening to Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310 The Ticket. P.S. Dominion machines are crooked as hell. <laughs> oh, crooked. <laughs> okay. I, well, first, well, there he is again. Political HSO. And then uh, he's got the cutest voice. I hate that puberty's going to ruin that voice. I know. It's so... It didn't really for him. He's got yeah. the... Uh, and he's also got the Corby laugh. He's yeah. got an infectious laugh. Yeah. I can't believe you make him read that stuff. It's his ticker. The kid wrote it. <sighs> yeah, he's a proficient writer. Such bad parenting. Well, um, so that was 2020. So let's take a peek if you will hit the ticket ticker bed. Wait, it's not going to be an actual ticker? The ticket ticker. And let's see. Oh. <sighs> Hello again, everyone. My name is Van Davidson. I'm 12 years old and I am in 6th grade. This is my ticket ticker for 2021. Man, 2021 has been a crazy year. Right, guys? My dad has really tried to lead me in the right direction as far as becoming a respectful young man. He has taught me that opening doors for other people is a simple act of kindness. He has taught me that saying yes, sir, and yes, ma'am go a long way as far as earning respect for your elders. He has taught me that when my grandmother asked me if I have if I'm having a good day, <laughs> I should never respond with <laughs> No bitch. <laughs> oh. Dad says it's the little things that make a difference in becoming a young man. Now that I'm twelve, I'm also starting to become interested in girls. But anyway, Dad has told me that you have to slow you have to show respect to women. He told me about the Me Too movement. <laughs> really opened my eyes. So my days of saying things like, Hey, lady, my beer ain't gonna walk out of the fridge by itself seem to be over. <laughs> I probably have to quit saying other things like, You ever think about taking the laundry off that treadmill and actually getting your fat ass on it? <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and hey, 
And, hey, speaking of laundry, your folding sucks, just like your mopping. <laughs> Jeez. And, and, hey, Grandma, that bra works about as well as your mind. <laughs> and, hey, yo, teacher, I've got an equation for you. 25 plus 25 equals 50. The exact amount of weight you need to lose. <laughs> it will be a learning process, but I think I, I can change. My tennis game has picked up quite a bit. I've improved a lot over the last year, and I owe most of that to my dad and his coaching tactics. My favorite drill is called the Mexican Hammer. If I miss a shot in practice, he makes me take a shot of tequila. After my third miss, I'm so hammered I can't practice anymore. So dad takes me to the strip club. I didn't I didn't know ping pong balls had so Oh my. <laughs> I didn't know ping pong balls had so many uses. <laughs> anyway, I really cut down on the, on my mistakes, thanks to Dad. Another drill that has helped me out is called the Roman Candle Drill. It's all about getting faster and faster. To improve my speed, I run around the court as fast as I can with a lit Roman candle in my butt. <laughs> Every time it fires off, it it's like a jet propulsion <laughs> coming right out of my my rear end. And before you know it, I'm flying around the court like Usain Bolt. Brilliant tactic from from my dad. Anyway, dad just had dad is just the best dad ever. I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I hope you keep your ears listening to Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310 The Ticket. Because without you guys, oh, I okay. don't have a side yard, a pool, a grass tennis court, a Kenneth Copeland-style jet, a platinum chain that spells out Epstein for president, <laughs> a tiger, an endless and hearty clothing budget, sweet gold rims, a camel, the bones of Gavin McCloud... <laughs> A bald eagle, stacks of fat cash, the treaty of Versailles, <laughs> and and disturbing photos of Dan Bennett and Bob. <laughs> love you all. Peace and love, Ben. Uh, wow! Wow! Mm, mm. What, what was that platinum necklace that that Van wears around? Epstein for president, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Anyway, there you go. Merry Christmas to all the P1s and especially the 12 year old kids out there. Merry, Merry Christmas. I really had it all. You're going to hell. Let's go find Dutch Pentameter, who seems to be roaming about. True. For real. Well, we are plowing through the morning, three hours in to the four and a half hour spectacular. Dude. Right? That's amazing. Trolling. Just having fun. It's just guys just hanging out. Just, just your friends on the radio. Just hanging out, man. Talking right. pool noodles. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Couple beers. Exorcist. I hope people didn't hear the earlier part of the show. Why? It was just a lot the of vulgarity. Christ compels you! Stop it! That creeps me out so badly. <laughs> we spent two and a half hours on The Exorcist. <laughs> How did that come up on a Christmas show? Ty brought it up. Don't blame me. I don't remember how. Yeah, how did it come up? <clears throat> well, anyway. And then Jake told us about his experience using a pool noodle yeah. in a neurotic fashion. The ER docs are there for a reason. <laughs> the digi. The digi. I bet yeah, you're a fan of the <clears throat> the sneaky digi. 
I'm a fan of all of it, Gordon. Everything mm-hmm. is open for business at all times. Gosh. With anyone. Corby, you're a little more you a little bit more old school. It's not even conservative when it comes to that. That's a no fly zone for you. Yeah. Now is that hers or, or yours too? Arrivals I mean, and like, departures. Yeah. They're all hell holes. Oh, oh come on. Jeez, man. Mm. This guy. No. You just you don't know how to gently put things, do you? Look, Davy Lane put it. The wordsmith that is Davy Lane put it the best many, many years ago. Something to the effect of... It was so memorable, the way he put it, that you can't even recall it. He is fully capable of what his own... Or he's aware of what his own is capable of. What are you... Nailed it. Something like that, right? I gotta be. I feel like I'm in tip-top shape. Like yeah. hitting my stride, feeling good, feeling nice. He's the same as he was at five thirty. It's tough. This morning thing is hard. So I try to record everything. Can we Corby tease the next segment? Doesn't have access Promotes. to words. <laughs> Got locked out of his word account. <laughs> his password expired. Uh, okay. All right. So. You, you take this over. In the next segment, we're talking to Dirk. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dirk. Yeah, that's huge. Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, so oh, I figured what I'd do here. now is just sort of talk about women's collegiate rowing. Oh. So I have a, a bunch of uh, stats. and no- Whoa, oh. what is this? <laughs> I can't believe, look at this, it's Dutch Pentameter. Whoa, our hey. old friend Dutch. Our old friend P1. Hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, Dutch. Oh, I can hardly understand you through that mask. Well, I got this damn mask on because I ain't vaccinated. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. have we, some hot opinions. Can I take this thing off? Well, yeah, I guess since we're on radio, we have to be able to hear you, so. Oh, God, son of a bitch mask. <laughs> oh, Feels geez. like I got my face between a fat girl's legs. All right, Dutch, that... <laughs> Dutch does, Dutch doesn't seem very sensitive to the situation. Dutch has not kept up with the times. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Okay. <sighs> well, Christmas is coming up, Dutch. You got to be excited about that. I hate Christmas. Oh, no, you do? Yep. Why? Ever tell you all the story about me writing a Santa Claus as a kid? Mm-mm. Well, one year I wrote, please send me a little brother. And he actually wrote back. Yeah, he said, uh, okay, send me your mother. <laughs> okay. So, one, two, one, two, kind. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's Santa. I got another story. You, 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 like you, a, you, want me keep, you want me to keep going? Well, sure. You guys uh, have a bunch of Christmas parties planned? I'm assuming you, you I and do. your wife are still sure. together, right? Well, we're on thin ice right now. Because uh, uh, last night, my wife and I were driving home from Christmas dinner at a friend's house, and we hit a skunk. We're going to have Christmas dinner, I think, on the... On the seventh, but anyway, <laughs> I got a big family. We got to space them out. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. So you guys had a skunk on the way home from that dinner. Yeah. Thank you for asking. My mm-hmm. wife uh, jumped out the car, relieved to find the skunk wounded but alive. She picked it up, brought it back to the car. Said we need need to take it to the vet. It's shivering. It must be cold. What What do I do? Well, I said we'll just put the damn thing between your legs to keep it warm. She said, but it stinks. Well, I said, well, hold its nose. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. 
because he's behind. Because yeah, wait. Okay, behind. thank you. Oh. Thank you. We're visiting with Dutch Penimeter. <laughs> Y'all never seem to <laughs> like my stories. No, no I love I your like stories, Dutch. Uh, I think they're great. Well, I, I absolutely them. love your stories. Well, yeah. Can so, I tell jokes then? What kind sure. of name is Pentameter anyway? Just don't worry about it's it. It's German. It's just it's common in yeah. Hazlitt. Oh, <laughs> oh, it is. It's a common last name there. That's where the Pentameter settled. That's where their wagon lost a wheel. Don't know why All Santa didn't have kids. Oh. Why? He only comes once a year. All right. Dutch. Dutch, let's move on. Move on. How about Mrs. Claus? You know what she uh, gets when she wears tight pants? What's that? Mistletoe. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. I got a winner joke. Okay. You know what the difference is between snowmen and snow women? What's that? Snowballs. That is a winner joke. All right. Specific to the season. How's work going? Is your job going all right? Mm. What does Dutch do? I don't know. I think he... Well, work he, out in the infield. At, yeah, he works at the infield. Texas, at the Texas Motor, Motor Speedway. Speedway. Okay. I build stuff at Cowboys training camp. I build me cars. You're always around Just, Gordon. Whatever I can do. It's basically whatever setting we're at, he uh-huh. works right there. You know what the difference is between your job and a dead prostitute? Oh, I guess we've moved on. Yeah, what is the difference between a job and a dead prostitute? Your job still sucks. All right. All right. But... <laughs> I build stuff at Cowboys Training Camp. <laughs> What's the difference okay. between Iron Man and Iron Woman? I don't know. Well, you see, Iron Man is a superhero. Yeah. Iron Woman is a command. Okay. <laughs> That's, That's not respecting agency. Once again. He doesn't care. Dutch. Do you know what agency is Dutch? I don't know what agency is. No, he doesn't know what it is. Exactly. He doesn't know what it is. Yeah. I got a lesbian joke. Oh, I like that. Oh, why not? <laughs> is that okay? Can I talk about them? Yeah, sure. Oh, yes. I, yes. I love them. Especially in, in HD. Hey! But I tell you what, two lesbians decided to turn in for the night. Mm-hmm. One had been struggling with their relationship or whatever you call it when it's two women. Yeah. Well, it's called a relationship. Uh, he's got a point. Judge. Well, one of them decided it was time to be honest. Uh-huh. She turns to the other and says, I want to be frank with you. The other one says, I thought it was my turn to be frank. doesn't always have to work that way. Well, let me leave it with, with this. Playing. I'll leave you with this. Actually, I think uh, you leave us with a couple. Did you do, did leave, you leave us with any hockey player stuff? <laughs> You like hockey? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I love hockey. He didn't know you liked it. Yeah. Well, since you mentioned hockey players, mm-hmm. you know what the difference between my ex-wife and a hockey player is? What? Hockey player will shower after three periods. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. <laughs> ex-wife. Let me, let me leave you with the scientific fact. Okay. Okay? All right. You know what they used to call lesbian dinosaurs? Oh, God, what? Lickalotopus. Okay, Dutch, there's the door. You have a very Merry Christmas. All right, let's put this Thank damn you. thing back on. See yeah, you, guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Be safe, here. Happy holidays. Well, we go so from sorry. Dutch to Dirk. Dirk Nowitzki joins us next. This is Gordon Keith with your Ticket Ticker. I know we're having a lot of fun right now listening to Corby defending the elites and Ty Walker discussing backdoor teen moms going black for Thanksgiving 14, the director's cut. 
And, of course, Jake running down his top ten ER visits resulting uh, from the use of erotic pool noodles. Lodging. I thought that we would take a moment to finally get around to having a moment of silence for all those other people killed with Kobe. Coming up next, Dirk Nowitzki. This is Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, The Ticket. Broadcasting live from the TXU Energy Mothership. KTCK AM, Dallas-Fort Worth. KTCK FM, Flower Mound. A cumulus media station. White Elephant Day. When you wake up, look under the radio, and this is what you get. More with Corby Davidson, Gordon Keith, Jay Kemp, Ty Walker, Blake Jones, and even David Mino. Brought to you by Hari Mari, Stoli Vodka, and Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, The Tick. All right, it's 8.55. This is your White Elephant Morning Show, where we jumble things up quite a bit. Oh. <laughs> it's tough. It's really difficult in the morning. Corby's struggling. Just don't know how you do it every day. Uh, Corby, Jake, Gordon, Ty, Blake, Mino. We are here for another hour for you before we give way to the uh, 10 o'clock fair. But on our phones right now, it is our old friend, it is our basketball hero, the great Dirk Nowitzki. That's a sweet intro. Thank you. Look at him. Mm -hmm. Look at him. Well, you deserve it for all the basketball. I appreciate that. How are you guys? There's a lot on there, huh? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So today is the big white elephant day where we mix up all the shows. So we're, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. (laughs) I got to get up at four in the morning. Exciting. It is. It is. So uh, I saw a photo of you yesterday uh, out there at T-Bar hitting some balls with with your old buddy Steve Nash. How'd that go? He's actually really good. It's uh, he, he, considering he didn't play as a kid. Obviously, I learned it when I was like four or five years old. But uh, he really picked it up now since retirement, and uh, he's amazing. I mean, he's just one of those guys that's just so annoying because he's good at everything. You know, he's, whether it's soccer, or tennis, volleyball. Obviously, wasn't bad in basketball. So he's got he's just got an all around talent and a feel for for everything. It's just uh, it's just so annoying. So, yeah, when he was coming into town, how how often are you guys talking or did you talk to him the day before and you're like, "Hey, let's go at some tennis balls" or how did that how do you string stuff like that together? Well, you know, we we actually uh talk a lot. You know, we was sort of after, you know, he left and then, you know, our relationship cooled down a little bit. We all had kids and we're running around and you know, just I would say the last two years, uh we've we've talked more again uh, and then really revived our friendship a little bit and uh, so we we actually text all the time, um, which which is obviously great. He's he's one of my best friends, and so 
Uh, no, it's been great. It's been great uh, seeing him more um, and, you know, just hanging out more and bringing the families together at time. Um, so I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's great, and it's always, always great to see him. So I knew he's, he's big in the tennis. Every way he travels now, I think that's sort of how he, he deals with the stress a little bit. Of course, being a head coach is, is stressful, and, you know, hitting some tennis balls, getting a good sweat, getting a work, good workout in, is, I think is, is easing his mind and clearing his mind uh, of, of stuff that's, that's going on and what he has to focus on. So uh, I knew he loves it, and so we, we kind of set that up, and it was, uh, it was a fun session. Hey, Derek, it's Jake. Hey, Jake. How's it going? Good, you? <laughs> I'm great. So now that you've been away from the game for a couple years, you have time to kind of reminisce on your career. If you were to sit down and tell someone one Don Nelson story, your favorite Don Nelson story, what would it be? Oh man, there is uh, there is there is a, a lot more than one. Uh, I don't know. He was just, just the guy that he was. Funny, you know. Loved uh, the drink and hang out, and you know. I always forget. Uh, never forget when um, he got kicked out once in 30 seconds. We were on the road somewhere, and Joey Crawford was the ref, of course. Uh, so uh, he's like. Come on, Joey, that's a back hole. Technical. And then, uh, screw you. He, did, he said some, some words I didn't want to say. So he got tossed within 30 seconds. We got back there at halftime. We were playing well. He was so happy. He had a few. He was high-fiving everybody. I was like, that, that, that is Nelly to a T. He loved, he loved life. He loved uh, the game. Uh, he was fun to be around. Uh, he was so funny. I mean, he'd say some off-the-wall stuff all the time in meetings. and uh, he, was, he was the man. And, of course... I mean, obviously, I'm very grateful to him because, you know, if, if I go somewhere else with my skill set, you know, uh, they might have forced me closer to the basket. And so he, uh, he obviously uh, was the perfect fit for me and for my game. And so I'm, I'm, I'm forever grateful to, to Big Nels or, and really Donnie, too, of course. Both, both Nellies were instrumental, obviously, of, of, of getting me here and, um, and, and getting me acclimated. You ever been to the farm in Maui? I have not. I have not. Uh, I've always had the standing in my, but it's it's farther than you think. And of course, in the summer, we always go the other way to to Europe and see see our families there. So it's just too far, really, out of the way. But I I, I should I should go see him. He's, uh, that's my guy. So uh, we were having this conversation yesterday. Bob and I were. We had a bet whether or not you, since you left the game, whether or not you've had like a more than a 10-minute shooting session, whether it's in your backyard or at a gym. Has there been any time where you've been like, I'm going to go shoot and I'm going to go work in that gym for like 30 or 40 minutes? Yeah, not really. You know, first, I've, I've done it since probably every day since I was like 15 years old. Uh, so I, I just... Not in a really position where I miss, miss, miss it, miss the game. Um, and also, I have some health issues. My ankle is not great at all, so I'm not sure if playing hoops will, will ever be in uh, in my future again. Unfortunately, uh, just you know, running up and down the hardwood for 20, 20 some years uh, left uh, left some scars, I'd say. Uh, so I can't really jump and and do the stuff that I need to do to play basketball anyway. So uh, I'm going to stick to tennis and some biking for now. But 
Um, you know, it's just I don't really miss it that much yet where I, I have to feel the ball and go shoot. So if someone said to you, all right, I've got a million bucks, you need to go out there, no warm-up whatsoever, and make eight of ten free throws, would you bet on that? Uh, so if I lose, I have to pay the million? Yeah, we'll go both ways. <laughs> okay. Uh, oof. I mean, I'd probably take it because uh, I got a bet on myself, you know. But uh, that's 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 a tough one. Eight out of ten is not is not easy, um, especially if I haven't shot the ball in a long, long time. But uh, you know, I'll probably take it. Okay, good. Hey, Dirk, this is our friend Gordon Keith. Have you met him? No, never. <laughs> did I finally get the guitar back? You did. You got it. As a matter of fact, I just played that guitar for the first time the other day. What? How did it sound? It's a little thin sounding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I need to put different strings on there. Do you still play guitar? Do you still? Do you have one? Uh, not really. You know, the, the kids are all in the, in the piano now, um, so I, I like listen to that. I want to actually start. You know, as a kid, I played a little bit for a year, year and a half. So I think that's that's interesting to me. I, I think I want to play a little bit again. The guitar. Not really. You know, it's, I played so many instruments, but it is always the same. You get to a certain level, and then if you don't really put work in, you're kind of stagnant, and then you don't get better, you don't see improvement, and then you kind of lose interest. I did that with saxophone, I did that with piano, I played the drums, I played the guitar. So uh, it's always kind of getting to a plateau, and then I'm kind of losing interest. So I haven't really put in the work in on one instrument to really get good. So hopefully... Maybe I'll get a little more interest when the kids are a little older and have more time. Maybe I'll get back into some, some instruments. I'd, love, I'd really love to uh, the work on and playing the piano. You should because you're really good. You had you had musical aptitude. Like I mean, look at it. Look at how many different instruments you were able to play. Somewhat. Yeah, that's a somewhat, lot. Somewhat, but you know, if you all play them all bad, that's not. I'm not sure that's, that's well, a that, good thing. It know? all adds up to playing one really good. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so there's a piece of audio <clears throat> that we've played for years here on the ticket. It came from an early uh, appearance you did with Bob and Dan. And this next question is uh, from Brian Damaris, not me. Oh God. This one's from Brian. So you have to tell us what was actually happening with Gary Trent's dad. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh, so I was uh, I was Gary's uh, rook, uh, and I sat next to him on the plane. And uh, and I want to say that uh, there were some interesting moments. Let's just uh, let's just say uh, say that there is. Really, two cultures uh, that that crashed together. Uh, you know, me coming just over from from Germany and not really understanding the language that well, and, and you know, being next to Gary. I've, let's just say I learned a few words uh, that I can't use on here, and uh, I just that uh, uh, was it was in. Uh, he and his he and his dad were close. He and his dad were close. Uh, they went out at times together, and just uh, you know, it was a uh, it was uh, an interesting uh, dynamic. Uh, but let's just say, hey, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot, and uh, try you know, as I was my first couple of years, I try to keep my ears and eyes open and learn and find my own routine. And uh, so Gary was one that, of course, I watched. <laughs> 
Are you calling your friends back in Germany going, you're not going to believe what these crazy <laughs> effing American dudes are into? Yeah. There was, what were they into? Uh, my first couple of years, there were some stories that, uh, of course, uh, I wouldn't believe. And But, you know, it, it's 20, 21 years of stories in the NBA. I mean, there's never a dull moment. Uh, as you guys know, there's always drama. There's always something going on. Even on a good team, there's always something going on. It's just... It's part of sports teams. It's not even the, only the NBA. So, uh, yeah, there's been uh, crazy stories. So, because of your background and and your journey and all that, your story is obviously fascinating. And maybe people around here think that they know everything. Would you ever consider writing it all down and, and uh, penning a book? Wow, you, you, you're lobbing it up for me. But, uh, you know... Uh, there's a book that came out in Germany about uh, about my sort of my career. Uh, about two years ago now, it's been out in Germany, and it's going to hit the market in English uh, probably next year, March. Uh, it took a while. They kind of let it settle in Germany. Now they translated it. They rewrote it a little bit for, um, for the market here. It's obviously different than Germany. But it's coming out finally, I think, in March, April. Uh, so we're, we're excited. The guy is, is a great writer. Uh, he's not a, a sports writer, so it's a little more high level. Uh, it's not a normal sports book. Um, he followed the, probably the last eight, nine years of my career um, and wrote it all down at about four, four or five hundred pages. It's lots of pictures. So it's a really cool book. And so, uh, yeah, if you're interested, uh, it's going to come out in a few months. It's Dirk joining us here on White Elephant Day on the ticket. So as far as the Jersey retirement and I assume the statue, do you get any sort of editorial power there? Like, do you get to see it beforehand? Because some of those have gone... You know, yeah. kind of poorly. I think of Messi I'm, in particular. Ronaldo was Ronaldo. the one. Yeah, Ronaldo. Yeah. At, the, at the airport, I remember that. That was a tough one. And there's been some tough ones. Uh, I mean, I've been involved a little bit, but I don't want to be like, hey, I want my nose to look smaller. And I don't want to get, I don't want to get to involved to the point where I'm like, uh, know everything. But I think I know the overview, and that's, that's great. And, and I've obviously... Uh, with Laura Beth and Mark hired the best. And so I, I think that's going to be uh, everything is going to be fantastic. And I'm going to enjoy, you know, obviously all the, the stuff that's going to come the next few months. And I look forward to it. And, you know, of, of course, always a little embarrassed about, you know, now I got you know, the key to the city and I got the street and now this and that. It's just, you know, it's a lot for me to take in. It's a lot of limelight. But, um, you know, it's been I'm going to enjoy it and, and, uh, and of course, uh, you know, get, take this in stride and, uh, and really enjoy it with my family. I think that's, that's, that's the main key. You won't have truly made it until Nelly names a strain after you, though. <laughs> that's a good, that's, that is a good point. That is a good point. Let's see what happens. And, and my notes on the statue would be, if you really want to shock everyone, it's not the one-legged fade, but you pull the sheet off and it's the lefty layup. Yeah. That'd be pretty uh, sweet. Yeah, that is sweet. But, you know, just the, the one-legger has just been, uh, you know, everybody's all everybody's been talking about. And, you know, it's kind of everybody kind of, if you hear the one-legged fade, everybody kind of puts it on me. So that is uh, it kind of, that is what it is. So I think uh, it's going to work best. 
Yeah. Uh-oh. Like not you contesting a traveling call the or something like that? The layup is pretty famous. I mean, That's like my favorite play. There was plenty of, uh, of arguing for sure. but uh, I think it should be you playing saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> they rip the sheet off and like, It'd be what? so confusing. He's in a tux. Yeah, maybe we'll, do a, maybe we'll do a hidden camera prank at first and then we get the real one. So, all right, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. You have the Dallas Open, the tennis tournament, coming up here in a couple of months that uh, you're kind of the ambassador of. You and John Isner, of course, is the, the front man. But I, the the names are kind of nice. Like, uh, you know, I'm not knocking any of the tournaments that have been around here before, but you guys got uh, a couple of uh, nice names in Dimitrov and Riley Opelka and, and Isner, of course. Yeah, so I'm not that involved in, in that. I think that's more Isner's deal. Um, but, of course, it's great to see uh, see great tennis back. I'm, I'm a huge tennis fan. and uh, Obviously, we, we know the history of the Dallas Open way back uh, with, with great tennis. So, But, you know, the T-Bar tournament is, uh, was always fun. I always try to go every every year when, when I was in town, even while I played. And uh, there was some great tennis played. And now, obviously, we have the, the big boys coming in. Uh, which is fun. Uh, hopefully, I can I can make it work, and we're in town, and uh, I'm going to check it out. But I think Isner really takes that on him to kind of recruit and and tell them tell guys about this tournament. So hopefully, we're going to have lots more great names uh, confirming soon. Gordon, do you have anything else for Dirk Nowitzki? Yeah, talk a little bit about basketball. That's a yeah. weird question. Well, what what you want to talk about? I don't know. Do you remember it? <laughs> I mean, I went to the Mavs game yesterday. You did. Uh, I saw okay. that. Did it bring back you, you a lot of memories? With, you had to sit with Demaris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, he snuck in. He snuck in as always. Um, no, it was it was fun. It was fun to uh, to go to a game and check it out and just an um, unfortunate end. Um, but I think it will be okay. I think obviously I'm I'm reading. Everybody's panicking. Uh, you know, I've, I, I think we'll be okay. I think. Um, they can't shoot. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I, I think we were fine there for a while. Then then KP missed some time. Then he came back playing well. Then Luca got hurt. Uh, so, I don't know, KP missed like seven or eight games. Luca missed four or five or whatever. I think it's tough always with your two best guys in and out of the lineup. Um, and then, of course, yeah, our shooters haven't been hot. Uh, and good thing is it's early. It's I mean, it's early December. Uh, it's still football season. A lot of people don't even pay that much attention yet. Um, so hopefully, you know, we'll get we'll get that squared away and, and keep working. But it's not the time really to, to panic in early December. Uh, I've, I've been through tons of stuff. I've seen tons of stuff. I mean, even in the championship year, we went 2-7 and seven in a stretch. I mean, to me, it's, it's, it's time to, to give this – new coach and everybody time to work uh, and get better and, and, and keep working, hopefully stay healthy. And then I still think we have, uh, we have a dangerous team to play. All right, brother. We appreciate the time. Have fun with the kids this Christmas. Brother. Thank you. Will do. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being cool to my kiddo when oh, when you hit with him, too. Yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. I, when I told him he's Francisco Clavette, I'm not even sure he know who that was, but that lefty, big, topspin game kind of remind me of his forehand, so it's, uh, he's, he's great. <laughs> Trust me, he looked him up pretty quickly when he got <laughs> oh, home. All right, dude. Have a good one. We'll All talk right, to you soon. You guys. All the best. All right. There thank he goes. You. Great Dirk Nowitzki. Love you. Buddy, dude, friend, hermano, brother. What do you want? Essay. What do you want? He's Dirk. 
We've known him for 40 years. Your over-familiarity with people is just Yeah, but it offensive. works. It, nobody's bothered by it. I know. Like, if I were the president... What do you call the president? Buddy. Buddy. I would have been like... Thanks, buddy. And the president was like... It's a president. Hi, chief. Thanks, All buddy. Right, thanks. Probably texted yeah. him hey, right no problem, out. Corbs. <laughs> thanks, Corbs. Why does he have to throw his hands in the air? Corbs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gordo's Corner is next. 3D printed suicide pod. This morning show lineup is clearly not Marconi worthy. It's White Elephant Day with Corby, Gordo, Jake Blake, and Ty Walker Chicken. Brought to you by Hari Mari, Stoli Vodka, and Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, The Ticket. 9.15. Tickets White Elephant Day. Show number one. Winding things down. With Jake and Gordon and Ty and Mino. And Blake and me, Corby, uh, we have a segment that is very popular in the Metroplex, Marconi winning segment station. Oh, he's just, he's out of gas. Winning. When was the full tank period? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like that. between 6.15 and 7.12, I felt good. Really? The rest of it You was, felt you were hitting stride. The there. rest of it was just awful. Huh. So weird how that was un. Imperceptible to us. <laughs> Noticeable by the human eye or ear. Imperceptible. M. All right. Gordo's M. Corner sponsored yeah. by... Tylock George Laser Eye Care. Here's Spe- Gordo. Speaking of me messing things up, Daniel takes issue with the way I talk. What does that mean? And I think he's right here. He says, hey, Gordon, I think hey, you use the word where incorrectly very often. You do wherever? Is that his complaint? People get me on when, whenever. Because I use it as a synonym for so or because. Hmm. And he uses the example. He said, today you said, this is why we defended our nation 80 years ago today, where we could get lap dances at 5 a.m. And don't <laughs> don't worry about the second part of that. Don't want to distract you from what we're talking about, which is that I say where instead of because or so. I've noticed that too. Where we could get lap dances. It bothers me quite a bit. You I just don't talk to you it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> you were just, it was one of those things that was too uncomfortable to bring up. Uh-huh. And everybody's <laughs> been talking about who's going to have the courage to say something. Thank about God it that Diarrhea Bud on Twitter reached out to get to you. Okay. That's not an official Twitter account, but it will be. I yeah, think it, it is. actually is. Yeah, yeah. It really? Is. He's a big yeah. P1. That's Diarrhea the name Bud. of his Twitter handle. That's his Twitter handle or the name of his account. I think, the, the, I think it's the handle. Yeah. Dang. Let's see. Do you guys change your handle very often? No, I don't change any of it. I've changed my picture once. Diarrhea butt. I need to do that deal where you were doing, I don't know if you're still doing it, where you delete all tweets after a week. Yeah. Yours uh, is on like a rolling thing though, right? Like yeah, it just does it automatically? You can give it the stop signal and it'll, you know, stop deleting them for that month. But yeah, I have it set up. I pay like $4 a month. They all go away. That's so genius. Of course, that means that someone else is probably paying $4 a month for a service that preserves your tweets where they can nail and, you later on. And they've notified me of that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh but gosh, why does I hate the world? We're all just trying to... We're all going down, man. Trying to hold each other accountable. <laughs> We're all going down. Just a matter of time. Don't know. get him started on this. What? <laughs> that we're all in trouble. Because of the internet? Everyone's in trouble because of the internet, and it's going to be great. Yeah. I look forward to the day when everyone 
we all enjoy the and get drunk with the power we have to destroy other people's lives. And then when our life is destroyed, we're going to act all surprised. And what? Huh. I didn't know that the internet mob would come for me. I enjoyed being a part of it for so long. You just need to be like Keith Richards or something where it's expected out of you. The Keith Richards of the internet? Where it's like, if you do something bad, it's like, yeah, but he's Keith Richards. So, I mean, who cares? Like, he's been that. We've, we've known that since 1964 that Keith was not of a high moral character doing things the right way. Therefore, when something goes wrong, it's like, yeah, it's Keith. Who cares? It's a very updated example. Keith Richards. What do you want me to say? I don't know. Giselle <laughs> Maxwell last... or whatever? Who? Your girl. That you were showing pictures my of. My girl? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's my girl. <laughs> don't let Gordon have that. I've been to where she lived. Are you serious? Yeah. You're all obsessed with that case. So, you like Galen Maxwell? No, I mean, Galen. I'm fascinated by the whole thing, but she's obviously a saying? horrible person. I think it's Galen, Galen. I've heard it both. Galen. It's Galen. It Galen. is? I've heard it as Galen. Yeah. You know too much. I'm going to be taken out because I know too much. It sounds Because I know how to properly pronounce her name. Socialite is how she's listed. Yeah, she comes from Whoa. big time money. Oh, I thought oh, you really? were going to get into Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Her father was uh, suspiciously... They say suicide. He fell overboard on a on yacht. His boat, yeah. He was, he was a big also, publisher. He was a big publisher, but a lot of people, many people are saying, uh huh. He was also like yeah. uh, an operative for uh, Mossad. Like oh wow! Because they went to Mossad parlors, didn't they? Both of them together. Uh, those, it's not the same thing. Mossad. Okay, she looks pretty good in these photos that you sent me, Gordon. I didn't send you any photos. Yeah, you did. You sent me photos of her in a bra rubbing Epstein's feet. You sent them to me. I did not send you them did. to you. Yep, I'm looking at them right now. That's Let me weird, see Unless I have someone else saved as Gordon Keith <laughs> <laughs> in my phone. What do you notice about those photos? How hard Epstein is chilling. Whoa. Is that his plane? Their plane? Of course. Lolita Express? Air mm, F1? Stop knowing that. What? That's what he called it. Oh, we got a phone call coming in. <laughs> see, if, co- see if D. Bennett is the is name listed on that phone <laughs> call. Look, guys. <laughs> is your computer ringing? What's yeah, it rang. I have it turned off typically, but... Mm. I don't know All right. Can we please move on? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. So I want to acknowledge that I, I, I do this incorrectly. I do use the word where in lieu of so or because. Thanks so. to Mr. Vomit. For You're standing with those who stand against yes, you. Yes, I stand with those who stand against me. Which is my favorite quote of all time. And it sums up my life, pretty much. 3D printed suicide pods. Okay. I did this as a tease the other day, just as crazy words in my head. And so I went and found a news story that supported them. There is a euthanasia organization in Switzerland. And they have developed suicide capsules that you can 3D print and then tow behind your car to a spot of your choosing. How does the deed get done in the pod? It's just how it whatever. So you're in the pod and they're called the Sarco suicide pods. And you're in there, you lock yourself in there and then there's like a keypad and you have to know there's some 
safeguards in place where you have to you can't unintentionally do it you know retinal scan or something so you know the code and you have to pass a few series of codes and layers of protection and then i believe it does it by removing the oxygen from inside there Ooh, yeah but I think it also has like a window to where you can be looking out over a beautiful vista. Does it say on the outside like uh, like a Fritos truck, like Suicide Pod? I don't know if you want to bring their company into this, but... Well, you know what I mean. Is it publicized? <laughs> well, that's the thing is we knew what you meant without having to... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that uh, like one like suicide pod is it, on the side. It doesn't have any labeling that I see in this one, but and there's a, like the window where you can look at them and they're looking at you as the oxygen is being sucked out and they're staring through that window. Palms <laughs> up, yeah, and you can see the blood smeared fingerprints clawing at the window. <laughs> right, bad decision, coach. The power of Christ compels you. Stop uh. it. Ah. Uh. As they're frantically trying to hit the undo and backspace <laughs> button in there. So right. it's an interesting question. I don't know much about the euthanasia laws around the world. I remember when I was a kid mm-hmm. that Kevorkian was such a huge topic. Mm-hmm. And it kind of seems like we just dropped that one. Well, he died. Well, yeah. Where'd but I go? The idea of Jake. assisted suicide and what the legality is surrounding it. That's the thing. It just kind of went away. This just sounds sounds like dudes that are committing suicide, not like assisted suicide for whatever reason. Well, if they're allowing you to sell the product, I would imagine it's legal. That's why this is of note, because you don't have to have assistance. And so people can do this themselves in the pod, and the pod actually detaches. I think there's a couple pieces to it. That it can, it's a coffin too. It's a biodegradable coffin. That is so sweet. Part of it. So yeah, they thought of everything. <laughs> biodegradable too, and uh, and solar power. They serve meatballs inside yeah, there. Yeah, and you always have a couple pieces left of material. <laughs> everything's when you put Allen together. wrench based. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, the thing detaches, and you can just slide it right into the ground afterwards, and then just degrade. But the weird thing is, you can print it. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, in the future, when you ask me about things that I truly did not get in my 40s and 50s and beyond, it's 3D printing. I fully don't understand it. What do you mean? I don't get it. I don't know what it means. It's not that complicated of a concept, I swear, you detached from the world like 15 years ago. I don't understand it. I don't know how you can make a gun from a printing machine from a piece of paper (laughs) (laughs) it's mache you just go to walgreens you get the big reed of paper and you shove it in there and a gun comes out i mean how many stacks of paper you have to use to print a gun (laughs) i mean they're fairly common now then there's bullets you can get them easily i don't have one yet do you have one oh no it's way over my head what are you gonna gonna print i've seen it in work you can uh, print all kinds of things if you need like a little part for a Typewriter, for Mount. example. I know this, this is something a lot of people identify <laughs> with. <Mount. laughs> I'm uh, related to the young people. In your lifetime, food will be 3D printed. Yes, And it will absolutely. go a long way to alleviate world hunger. Everything, everything is going to be 3D printed before we just escape into the digital world. And then, of course, we won't need, have any need for I physical I will never objects. be in the digital world. That's yeah, you pr- will. No, I won't. We will all make the no, jump to the metaverse. I We're going to kidnap you and upload you. Oh, uh, I won't. I'll be so far away from it. Nope. 
living with Craig You'll Miller. have no choice. What do you yeah. mean I'll have no choice? Okay, the analogy here Your is, family the, will is be there. the smartphone. This is this is exactly like it. It's like, you think I care about yes, them? people True. can live without smartphones, mm-hmm. but how many of us actually choose to not do anything online? So are college football games going to be in the metaverse? See? See? Yeah. Yeah. And they'll be digital players. Win? No, they'll be digital players. So I'm always happy. They'll be like really competitive. Your Lincoln Riley metaverse never <laughs> can ride in the digital schooner. Yeah. <laughs> and the great part is you're going to be so late to it that you're going to have to rent from me because I'll be a land baron in the metaverse. Hey, that's the thing. People are already oh, yeah. buying up digital property right now. They're stupid. I'm Corby. I know. They're stupid. No. It's it's the same as... Isn't when we it were, endless? No, it's not endless, because there's going to be certain addresses that are not duplicatable. Duplicatable. Duke. That's a good one. I don't really... Duplicate. See, I feel like you're Duplicatable. ready. Duplicatable. I feel Duplicatable. like you're ready for it right yeah, now. There's a better I, word somewhere. I feel but, like you're ready for this right now. Like to you're like, jump Let's into go. the digital world. I just want to live there. I'm Where just saying. I want far, I'm, far here's away. Here's the from thing. Me. Here's the thing. I, I am kind of a guy who would love to get back to nature, mm-hmm. but I see the way that the world is going, mm-hmm. and we're going to escape a lot of the problems that we're trying to solve right now if we just go digital. Global warming. Uh, think about even things such as assigning gender at birth, and then people having to change, you know, through surgery. I mean, we'll just have different skins when we're in the digital world. You can be a different person every day if you want to. <laughs> the whole concept of what gender was am I? It's just like it's not applicable anymore. It's what gender am I this moment in this particular digital world? Are they going to have pool noodles? Can you peg there? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's all I care about. Yes. You will be able to have all kinds of experiences in the digital world. Can I bring... That you will feel just as real. Digital digis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I've got... Digital digits. I've got a lot of pool equipment. Yes. You can shove all of them. You can put... All the, of them. You can lodge all of them inside of yourself because like you will have board. a fully dilatable digital you just slide it over area. to 100. Yeah. Board. Yeah. <laughs> just diameter 100. And then all pool equipment goes there. That's why you'll store it. We're your schooner. <laughs> yeah. Put the schooner in my butt. <laughs> and oh, within, more. within 20 years. I'm saying right now we're 200 years from your mm-hmm. prophecy. No. From your Jim Jones prophecy. Dude. Okay. What was the world like 200 years ago? This guy know. doesn't know about the quickening. Cows. His answer. The world was like cows 200 years ago. <laughs> His answer. I just, you know, cow. having a conversation with you is just a, a, an endeavor in frustration. That's all it is. <laughs> like, I think you're, we're talking about the same thing, and then I find out your brain is, is about 500 miles away. Cows. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, what were we talking about? Oh, Galen Maxwell. Yeah. And, and Jake's obsession with her. Stop being obsessed with her. I'm not obsessed with her. <laughs> You're obsessed with that case. Yes, that's very true. And Les Wexler should be on trial. What is he still alive? Uh, yeah. He's got to be like ninety. 
Uh, he's up there, yeah. But he's uh, the money man. The shadow figure. Hmm. Did Jeffrey Epstein have a chance to 3D print a suicide capsule? 888-787-1310. All right. There's Gordo's Corner. That's Gordo. We're going to party in our last segment next. Thank you, Blaker. Good job today, my friend. Ty, good job as well. This is in case I forget after we're done. Mino, awesome as always. Why is Ty self-isolating? I don't know. We What's wanted him in here. There? He just feels looks, more comfortable looks in there. too COVID-y in there. Hey. There's a lot of people. omicron I think you are a little unvaxxed oh or something. God. Are you unvaxxed? You can't be in here if you're not fully vaxxed. I'm immunized. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. By the way, we were talking here in the break and about somebody that worked here 30 years ago or something like that. <laughs> it would have been probably 95, 96, something like that. Yeah. What does Which, she look yeah, like now? I don't know, but think about that. Like when we talk about, uh, you know, blah, 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 when we were doing this up here in 95 or 96. What up? We, we throw that out there like it's just real soups cash. That was so long ago. I know. <laughs> I was four. Yeah. Dang. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about how full throttle we used to live. Let me because we were all single and all partying our asses off all the time. We were all twenty four, and all we did was drink, party, and do radio. <laughs> yes. Jeez. Yeah. Somehow we put a station together with that wild living crew. <laughs> It was great, though. You lived the campound. Yeah. Yes. We went hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see how one of us didn't die during well, that time. Wasn't that bad. One look at we were sharing needles okay. and stuff. Cut to Followell hanging off a building while so drunk he can't stand. Yeah. That was, and that was a bad choice. I think it was me and Doogie holding his belt as he leaned over <laughs> the edge of the building. Like 12 story, story building. It was like a yeah, eighteen story <laughs> building. Leaned over to throw up on the Central Expressway mm-hmm. as part of an agreement <laughs> where he could party some more. Right. He wanted to keep drinking. I said, I'm going home. And he said, No, no, come on, man, come on. And he was so drunk already. I said, dude, you can barely stand. He goes, no, come on. Let's keep partying. I go, okay, I'll do it if you throw up off the roof of the building onto Central Expressway. All right. Sounds reasonable. (laughs) Deal. He agrees to it. (laughs) Deal. Throws up so we can keep drinking. Yeah. And See, you missed out. Now, Jake's been able to... uh, We had to turn around and broadcast. Jake's been able to, you know... Yeah, I caught the tail end of See some stuff. Glimpses of probably of, wasn't good for my life of me and my prime, but you missed out on Gordon. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> God, yeah, <laughs> I did. A, I did my lifetime of drinking early. Your your I problem was it. your problem was that yes, it was a continuous stream uh-huh. of nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those those words you're saying. <laughs> it just wouldn't end. <laughs> it was impressive from a certain angle. I'm sad. It was sad. Um, yes, it was sad. Here, you want me to do my, uh, you know, SNL does a, a leftover bit at 11.55? Yeah. Here, we're going to do this real quick. Okay. So I'm going to hand you these three pieces of paper, Gordon. Uh-oh. In order. We should get Ty to read these. Ty's going to read part of them. 
He's going to probably the read paper. the less oh, offensive oh, take part. Take the paper. Come on. I have more to lose than tie. The part in parentheses oh. is tie. Whoa. Don't look at those yet. Thanks. Turn, okay. Don't look. Okay. All right. So this is a bit we do on the hang zone quite often. Uh, typically during TV sweeps, when you get the most ridiculous scare tactic uh, teases for the local news possible. Here are a couple examples of that. New at 10 o'clock, firestorm escape. Cameras rolling as firefighters arrive. The unfolding rescue. Plus, now you know he's with a black girl tonight, don't you? Jerry Jones caught on camera. Tonight, he's responding to the racially insensitive recording. We'll watch. Yeah. We'll I'd be watch. tuned into that. Yeah. What is he talking about there? You remember it was like a bachelor party and somebody asked him to send something to the wife. Like they, the guy was like, "Hey, my wife, I'm getting married tomorrow." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, "Hey, he's having a good time. He's with a, you know, he's with a black girl, don't you?" <laughs> and, oh, yeah. My gosh. Here's another yeah. one. Okay, so he's your Keith Richards, basically. Yeah, he is. Boom. He is. Kids have access to porn at a younger and younger age, exposed to sexual content with a simple swipe. I think this is the biggest change in human sexuality. The way online porn is rewiring our kids. NBC5 News at 10 tonight. You guys are parents? You gotta watch. You gotta watch. So here are a few that hit the cutting room floor. Ty reads the parenthesis part as he's the actuality. I don't know what I'm about to read. (laughs) About five seconds in, you will know when it's time when I start this bed. Page number one. Tonight at 10, did the grid give your dog seasonal gonorrhea and turn you into a cuckold? (laughs) The answers may shock you. She just hasn't looked at me the same since that night. Plus, what the latest round of Hollywood cancellations means for your summer plans. <laughs> and your loved ones in long-term care facilities. <laughs> the I-Team, the ones you can trust. All right, see? Yeah, you watch right. that, right? Yeah. You definitely watch that. I'm in. All right, I've turned the page down again, so I cannot read it. All right, let's jump over Until to another time. network. Ready? The mystery surrounding a local pastor, a star, high school football player, $5 million worth of NFTs, and the controversial fight over a new 9-11 memorial. <laughs> now, I'm not a patriot, but a Flight 93-themed restaurant seems like it's too much. <laughs> Plus, Chris Stapp's Porzingis returns tonight after 911 Lone Star. Okay, there you yeah, go. I'm All watching right. 911 Lone Star. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. I'm going to go right in there. KP's back. Yeah, that's a, that's big big news. Top of the show, they're even yeah. promoting it. And our final one, we'll change networks. Tonight, it's in your kid's school. Critical race theory. What is it? And why does it state that Ray Romano's character in the hit TV show Everybody Loves Raymond should have been played by an Asian woman? <laughs> Parents are concerned. He was Italian. Now, I'm not a racist, but I do not get it. Plus, cool temps ahead tonight at 10. Yeah, to me, that's... That parent just didn't get it. <laughs> just don't get it. But everyone else is going to pretend like it makes total sense. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, there, we're on the progressive end of it. So. Oh, it looks like there's more rolling in. Oh, God. There are more... And this were handed to me by Corby, so another I'm extra produ- nervous Another producer now. has uh, jumped into the fray. Tonight on Fox 4 News, are your children storming the Capitol? It's something many parents fear but never think will actually happen to them. How many kids do you have secretly planning a Capitol storming while you think they're watching Ed Asner films? 
What profound impact can these kids have in determining policy while you think they are watching First and Ten on HBO? And can they train your dog to become an accomplice? Man's best friend about how... How about man's best friend in jail what? tonight after a very Fred Savage Christmas on Fox? <laughs> what the hell? It's pretty long. All right, is and, and, and this is a tease. <laughs> a tease. <laughs> All right, so, you have one more, one more, I one more quick one. All right. Toxic fumes all over a Garland neighborhood? Have you ever thought about what's making its way into your little girl's room with those supposed kids' ovens you get them for Christmas? What? (laughs) What happens when Easy Bake turns into Easy Cancer? (laughs) This family has seen their little girl going from Barbie Princess to... (laughs) Melanoma Queen... And that's just the beginning. Cookies for breakfast? How about cancer for lunch? <laughs> and not just any cancer. This time, it's bad. Real bad. Once again, a tease, Corby. <laughs> the type of cancer that makes you go, I don't think I want that cancer. <laughs> Your choice, America. Cake balls or cancer? Tonight, after a very Max Headroom Christmas at 9.30. <laughs> Max Headroom. Corby, your cultural are... references predate everyone living today. All right, 9.50. This is the ticket. The ticket ticker. Hello there. This final ticket ticker is brought to you by Roland Technology Group, Maestro Dobel Tequila, and our friends at Mullen Personal Injury Law Firm. Happy White Elephant Day from your fellow P1s at Mullen and Mullen Personal Injury Law Firm. Mullen and Mullen Personal Injury Law Firm. Call 214-INJURED or online at mullenandmullen.com. Now enjoy a montage of Christmas songs from the past few years culminating with today's offering. So don't wish me a Merry Christmas Or comment on my fitness Or gender, race, or sexuality Or any of my traits We've had enough of your hate speech This feels like thrust to my safety That coffee cup better not be red If so, you'd be better off dead Rosen, Rosen with the fresh e-break And the caffeine accumulus Popping like, whoa, the water about eggnogs Are starting to flow It's just a holiday party with an implication Not of danger, but of seedy hugs and awkward conversation and George Giziani says, don't eat that. It'll make you less potent. You're probably fat. I'll probably die biding my time waiting on a ticket host to die. Yes, I'll probably die biding my time waiting on a ticket host to die. That's a ticket ticker. I'm Jake Kemp on Sports Radio 1310 yeah. 96.7 yeah. FM, the ticket. Everything is going on out there more than we think it is. Everything in life is somewhere else, and you get there in a car. Everybody wants to buy a new car, but nobody wants to buy one. And everything is expensive, until it costs too much. But you know, we're all just really trying to clear Christmas. All right, that's your ticket ticker. That's it for the White Elephant Day Morning Drive crew. Up next, a mix with the next guys on the ticket. Wasn't that fun? That was fun. That wasn't the mix. 
Not yet. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Soda weight loss and Crest Cadillac. It's uh, obvious, yes. Captain, that Corby Davidson has lost control of his crew. Jake Kemp, Gordon Keith, Ty Walker, and Blake Jones during White Elephant Day. Brought to you by Hari Mari, Stoli Vodka, and Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Tick. Yeah! That's it. We passed our time. We're now on overtime. I'm just getting started. I'm hanging in for the next show. I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be here. As one captain, I would like to pass the baton to the next captain. Sitting right in front of my face hole is Craig Miller. <laughs> Hello, morning, guys. Craig's in, on the overdriven mic, so you have to ride that fader in there, Mino. Or I look at all you guys, and I just... Ride fader down on Craig's mic a little bit. I'm green with envy because I know that you did, even though you had a little hiccup in the middle of the night with baby, but you were able to sleep in until seven. Yes. Right? And it was glorious. Pretty glorious. Yeah. Get up, casually have a cup of coffee, some breakfast, feel no rush to get in, Yeah. put the finishing touches on my white elephant day. Your captaincy. My captaincy. I'm I'm heading up what I like to call the dream team. How do you feel about your squadron? I feel great. Everybody bought in? Yeah, we just had a great meeting, and this is all I'm going to say. I'm a big believer in fate. Okay, I've heard and that And I before. like what the next five hours have in store for the P1s. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. There's Donovan and Saroy and Bob, and they're all, they're all coffeeed up. Yeah. yeah. Are you flying? I'm buzzing. <laughs> Let's go. It's just a normal time of day for you. Oh, man. Extra, baby. Is that cap all sweaty or something? It's camo. Oh, it is? Okay. Oh, oh yeah. I, see. I couldn't even see a cap. Huh. It was so camoed. So, Such I've heard you multiple times mic. talking about your coffee buzzes. Yeah. <laughs> God, look at him. Yeah. <laughs> it's all scary. Is it still our friends that you're... You drinking the Eatsy's iced coffee, or are you going? Do you mix it up? No, no, no. I mix it up. I usually six days out of the week will make it at home. Put a little extra in there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you know what I mean. I know what you mean. And then it's just yeah, extra. The uh, <laughs> the cold brew gets me going, man. Yeah. Okay. I'm hopping right now. Well, good. You got a caffeinated bunch to work with. Uh, it starts now. So let's get to their show. Thanks, Hey, to by everyone. the way, let's, yes. Let's I, one question. Did you guys see the story about the Ivy League swimmer? I heard about no, that. No, what is it? Did what you? about it? Crazy stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll get into it. If you guys didn't touch on it, maybe we will. I think you should. It's a great story, <laughs> Gordon. All right. Uh, we're done. They're next. Bye. No. Well, Wait. We're still talking. We have 10 more minutes of crosstalk. Live from the TXU Energy Mothership at Victory Park, hard by the AAC.